You are now listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to historic episode 62 of the Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. I'm Corey DLG, and I don't know if anyone's tracking that. Nico DLG. Yeah, if you listen to the podcast, you very well traffic it. I mean, traffic it? Traffic it. Traffic it? Traffic it. I mean, he can just say a number every time, and it doesn't even have to be in chronological. But I don't know if they're right. No, it is in order, because I I put everything in. (laughs) Okay. It is in order. So, do we know for sure that last week he said 61? Yeah. Okay. All right. I was there. Okay. I get it in all the time. <laughs> hey, you're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Stations. And worldwide, Corey DLG at IRLoneStar.com. You can check us out uh, the podcast every Tuesday. That's uh, Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. That sounds right. Or NerdThugRadio.com. That also sounds right. Uh, look for it and prepare yourself. So, um, this week... It's been kind of interesting. Has oh, it? It has. Do you guys have anything uh, you want to get off your chest? I mean, I know I do, but I'll let you have the four, the four first. Nico, you have the smallest chest of all of us. You should go yes. first. Oh, that's rude. But, anything uh, you want to get off your chest that happened this week? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, why even? You know what? Why am I even here? No, I mean, I threw you something. I was getting like I was gonna spotlight you outside the segment. He and threw then, you a bone, man. I did. He, he threw you a bone. It was a whole bone, and you were so, not ready. Right now. Nerd Thug Radio is in the middle of a weight loss challenge. And I'm not doing very... I haven't even, like, tried. I'm going to be honest. This is going on record right now. Okay. I I haven't tried at all. Uh, Donnie... Okay, so this is Donnie wins. (laughs) Uh, Donnie's taking this very seriously. Zach was, too, in the very beginning, but I haven't heard a lot of talk out of him. I haven't either. I think he's kind of... So, I mean, if I have to baby face it... He looks pretty good. I just saw him recently. I bet he does. Um, What just happened between the two of you? That was... (laughs) If I have to baby have you seen face the it, picture, I mean, it makes sense. If I have to baby face it for a month, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, I haven't tried. So, yeah, well, I think I'm not going to be clean shaven, but I will be one of the shavers. One of my um, one of my guilty pleasures is Chinese buffet. Oh man, I that's love, a death sentence and a weight loss. I challenge. love me some yeah. Chinese food buffet, and so I've been very good over the last two months not doing Chinese food buffet. Is this true? It's true. I've I've been I think one time in two months I've gone. Do you know, can, can I tell you something? Go for it. I've noticed that you've been sadder for the last two months. I might have. I mean, like the spark had started <sighs> to kind of dim a little. I was, I was about to actually, I was about two weeks away from being like, is everything okay, buddy? Chinese, but I mean, okay. So <laughs> I think we figured out why. Yeah, this, okay. this might be it. Yeah. So today I said to myself, and by the way, by two weeks, I meant like three months. But. So today I said to myself. I'm going to get Chinese buffet at lunch. Yes. I don't care. Do it. I don't care. Yeah. So there's this little hole in the wall place that, really close to my yes. office. Not the one we went to. Oh. At one point. No, that's not a hole in the wall. That's a nice that, upscale buffet. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to correct you on there. One time me and Corey DLG, when he was working with me, <laughs> we went to the same Chinese buffet three days in a row for lunch. <laughs> we did. We it started out like, we went to Chinese buffet. And the next day he's like, what do you want to eat? I was like, I don't know. You want a Chinese buffet again? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so we go. And then the day three, like as a joke, I was like, hey, let's go to buffet again. He's like, all right. Yeah. So he did. Listen, the rule of Corey is if someone suggests something that sounds delicious, I don't ask for the second option. Like, if you in your head are like two things and you lead with something I already like, I don't need the second thing. Right. So I found this place close to that. It's a hole-in-the-wall joint. I do love hole-in-the-wall. They don't have – me too. I love hole-in-the-wall restaurants. Yes, man. They don't have as many options, but there's hardly anybody ever in there. There's like nine, ten things. The lady knows me. See, this is awesome. I can watch TV while I'm there. Oh, my God. Can and you make so- him change the channel? No, because what they have on is that, like, midday ABC Houston, Houston Now show or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, this is pretty interesting, so okay, I, I like to that's watch fair. it. And so, um, now, granted, I haven't been in a couple weeks or a couple months, so I said, you know what? Today is the day. 
I like so it. So I walk in, date. I open the door, my little friend, oh, just one? Okay. You want water? I was like, yes, ma'am. You got it. And I go sit down, take my glasses, my keys. I drop it. I turn my attention to the buffet, and I make this weird look because there's nothing there anymore. What? I'm like, what is what is going on? Why why is there jellos and and cucumbers where my kung pao chicken and general chow chicken should be? <laughs> and so I, I, I turn and look. I was like, what? No buffet? Oh no, no buffet anymore. Here's a menu. Oh. And yeah, so oh. I had a, I sat down and I. I there was a 45 second comp, you know, I was complimenting, con- complimenting, contemplating, contemplating yeah. in my head. Like, like, should I stay or should I, should I stay or should, should I, I go? go now? And I said, you know what, whatever, I'll give it a shot. Cause in my back of my mind, I was like, I shouldn't be eating this so anyway. It's double the trouble, right? I was like, I shouldn't be, <laughs> I shouldn't be eating here anyway, but I'm already here and these prices look pretty dope. Yes. And then at the same time, I'll eat less. Right. And so I said, I'll give it a shot. So I ordered the General Chow's chicken, which is my favorite there. Was it good? Oh, my goodness. There was more food on this plate than I put on a plate, (laughs) a single buffet plate when I go. I felt so full when I left. I text Corey immediately. I said, I just came to my favorite Chinese buffet. No buffet anymore. I was like, I am talking about this on the show. I had this mad. But the food was excellent. It was better than I'd ever tasted anything in my life. I paid $2 less, and I felt full and complete when I left. So here's my favorite thing about Chinese food in general. Go for it. I don't know if anyone else has ever discovered this, but Chinese food lunches are the greatest deal in the history of deals. Oh, they're so good. Because it's you always go like, after hour, like dinner time or the weekends, it's, you're it's, done. Right, because it's more expensive. It's like 15 bucks. Right. But if you go, almost every sit-down Chinese place has like a $6 lunch thing where it's like the fried rice with whatever meat you're getting. Right, and, and it comes roll. with like an egg roll and sometimes even a soup this depending place, on yeah, where you go. They, they had unlimited soup. She's like, she what? walks over and brings me a bowl and says, oh, don't forget, go get your soup. What? I was like, oh, egg drop soup? You got it. I'm yeah. in. Holla at Did you boy. leave the bowl and take the boiler? No, I should have. That would have been dope. Just like dump the soy sauce on the bottom, I'm, like a I'm like a out. like a shock tub and a I'm out in a pool swiping right here. But yeah, the food was super good. So I, I left, and I was still a little disappointed because I wanted to like stuff my face today. Uh, but then at the same time, I was like, this food was way better, right. and I paid two dollars less than I normally pay. So this is how amazing Chinese food lunches are. Yes, I'm gonna tell this story. I don't care. It's cool. Do it. You know me. I embarrass myself on radio all the time. You know me. Still same OG, but I've been low key hated on by most these. Woo! Radio edit. I like it. Thank you. Thank you, wider Eminem. You're welcome. So when it's fair, it's fair. Uh, so I've been to one before. It was like a five dollar. It was like a Saturday afternoon, five dollar Chinese buffet or Chinese lunch. Right, right, right. I'm cruising, man. I'm enjoying myself. All things considered. I drink the water when I go to the buffet because I don't want soda. Right. Taking away food space. Yeah. So so I'm sitting there and I'm eating and uh, I like to do the crispies. The crispies that are sitting there at the table for the oh, soups and all yeah, that. Me too. So I do the crispies. I like to take the crispies and then mix it in with my rice. So I get a bite of crisp every time I take a bite of fried rice. You just took it to the next level. Boom. I'm gonna do that. Boom. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna call it the, the I'm gonna call it the Jashawan chicken. You call it the savage chicken. <laughs> the the Jawashan rice. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, if there's anything two fat guys know, it's yeah, buffet it's, etiquette. Yeah. So anyway, I'm there, I'm doing the crispies. Now it's the bowl that sits out, okay? I'm gonna be very clear about that. And I'm finished with my meal. And I come across at the bottom of the bowl, the body of a tiny little dead bug. Nice. Very cool. So That adds flavor in most countries. So I'm looking at it for a second, and I was like, I have two choices. I can, be, I can go just straight D-bag mode. Excuse me, sir. What's the deal here? I don't pay for my $5 lunch. But then I was like, this was still one of the best $5 meals I've ever had. I paid my bill, and I left. I didn't even say anything about the dead bug. I didn't even take it out of the bowl. 
I left it right there for the next guy. That's how happy I was with my $5 lunch. That's amazing. That's a great story. So I literally was that's like. That's how you know you're fat. Right. Like, that's the level. That's the fat level That's right the level there. right there. And, and and I've lost, during this challenge, I've already lost almost 18 pounds nice, in two very months. Good. And it was six weeks. Uh, I've lost 10. I haven't tried. Yeah. See, so I've been, like, I gave up. I mean, I, I drank a monster right here before we started, but I gave up sodas and energy for the most part, and then like just structured my 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 meals. Right, 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 right. And just doing that with no exercise at all. I drink too much. Right. Well, see, I haven't I, I haven't really been drinking this year, so that was one thing I kind of already given up. I drink so, way too much. I mean, I I'm had, drinking right now. I had some excellent Psych. I had some excellent drinks the other night. Uh, we can talk about where in a minute, but uh, but yeah, I definitely like uh, I definitely like the five dollar. Chinese food lunches. Oh, they're so good. Hey, before we get out of here, we got to say something nice about Space Kids. Well, I mean, we're not done yet. We got a few minutes. Do we? I thought we were. Yeah. Are we up? I don't. I can't tell time. You know me. So I'm lost. Okay. Go in real quick. Just let's just let's just roll with Chinese buffets. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with buffets that. Buffets in general, maybe. So <laughs> you remember where in the woodlands there is now a sushi place next to the bowling alley? Yeah. I will not say their name because they did not pay me to. That's right. But that used to be Cafe China. Yeah, okay. And it I know was the greatest Chinese buffet I have ever been to in oh, my 33 man. year old adult really? life. The best one ever. And you know what? I've been to a lot. We have been to a lot. See, my favorite, and I, I think they're still there, is in that shopping strip uh, at Rayford. Oh, that one's where, disgusting. Not, not the 88 grand. Yeah, that the one's other disgusting. Guy. The other guy. Yeah. The other guy I love. It's horrible. Really? Yeah, I remember one time when I was, took you there. That's right. You well, went, I'd, yeah. been there bef- I'd been there before, but. One night we went to eat. It was me, you, and Henry. Yeah. Shout out, Henry. What up? And uh, you wanted to go to that one instead. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess. It's, it's horrible, Nico. Don't listen to him. It's delicious, and it's $3 cheaper than the 88 grand, it, which it has is. the most misleading name for a place ever because it sounds like you can't afford to eat there. Right. I don't know why, I don't know why they would name. Why would they even name it 88 grand? What are they even know. trying to say? Maybe it cost 88 grand to open it up. Or maybe they think they have 88 oh, grand. Oh, you know what was even better than that? Woodland House. It was where 88 was before, and they had one on 1960 as well. But then they got in trouble for cats in the freezer. I fondly remember being at a house. I think that's true. I don't think I made that up. Being at a house party at your parents' house one time and waking up completely hungover. Me and my buddy uh, Jaybird, and that's where we went. Chinese food's so good when you have a hangover to get rid of it. Yeah. It's the best. It really is. You know what else is the best? Our friend BMAC at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. See, I knew we were going to do this. I'm so smart. All right, guys, with school wrapping up and summer fast approaching, when the kids need out of the house, they should just go to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has the largest Pokemon League in Texas and various events every day and especially weekends. Dungeons & Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road, in the woodlands. In Oak Ridge. It, it, Oak Ridge is not a real place. You said Oak Ridge is a city. The woodlands is not. First of all, the woodlands is clearly the city. It's because not a the city. the name is everywhere. It's not a city, though. The trees say woodlands. But it's not a city. Ask it's a an tree. annex. Ask a tree. It says it's an woodlands. annex, just like Kingwood. It, it, you put annexes on houses. It's not a city. The Oak Ridge literally has a mayor. So what? And its own police force. So Spring doesn't have a mayor. They're a city. It's oh, own mayor, it's deal own police that. force. Springs an unincorporated township. Yeah. No wonder there's so many bad things that happen. Because well, uh, they don't have a mayor? What, is he going to fight crime? <laughs> just unincorporated. Congratulations, you've just been elected mayor. Now you have to go stop all the petty criminals. Yes, what? you do. I don't want to. Or like all the bad things that happen at Spring High School. Do I get a spring mansion? No. No, you don't. You do this all on your own back, <laughs> on, on your, your own, own dime. <laughs> we do this on our own budget. And uh, with that, let's jump out to a break real quick. 
You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. When we get back, we're going to talk about Corey's interesting night of cold drinks. Oh, yeah. Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey, guys. Joey Savage here. Time to talk about the best place in Conroe Woodlands to play Pokemon, Dungeons and Dragons, or Heroclix. That's right. Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Located off of Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. It's your number one stop for anything gaming related. Mention Nerd Thug Radio when you walk in. They'll give you 10% off something. Buy your girlfriend something. Your daughter, your kid, your mom, your dad, or your dog, or yourself. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I am the Captain Joey Se- Savage. <laughs> I was getting ready to say my next line. My heterosexual life partner. The Wolverine. Corey DLG. I'm an X-Man. You're not an X-Man. You're I'm an, an X-Man. X-Boy. I'm an X-Boy. It's boy. Current <laughs> man. It's your boy. X-Boy here. I'm, I'm a current man. <laughs> I'm a current man. Yeah. Are you? I'm an X-Boy. Current man. X-Boy. Current man. Huh? You know what men do? What do they do? They step into Wild Thing Bar and Grill. Okay, tell me about it. The modern-day rustic saloon with all-American charm. Wild Thing is the premier family-friendly sports bar and restaurant in the Conroe Woodlands area. They welcome you with their ambient atmosphere of delicious food, relaxation, and quality entertainment. They also have the best scenery in town. It's located uh, I-45, FM 1488. What city is it? That is Conroe, Texas. Oh, it's not Oak Ridge? That's weird. No. Because Oak Ridge doesn't exist? No, Oak Ridge is a city with its own police force. And a mayor. And you a mayor. All sorts of people have. School districts have police forces. They don't exist. The school districts don't exist? No, they're not a real place. The school districts aren't real places. Oak Ridge is Okay, a... Alex Jones. They're not that's real places. That's crazy. Me school a... districts aren't real places? Show me a school district on a map. They're not real places? Boom. Give me the coordinates of a school district. They're there. They're, they're not there. It's a the school district is a broad area. A school district is an affiliation it's not, of it's buildings. It's not a one particular <laughs> place. It's like a, it's like a gang of buildings where they make kids go and be miserable for eight hours a day. This is Corey DLG, <laughs> aka I was Alex in school Jones. Once. <laughs> I'm just saying that if Oak Ridge is a real place, school districts aren't. You're, Oak Ridge has its own school district. You're going. Yeah, apparently. No, they don't. They're you know what? You know, uh, the the uh, patio furniture in Nico's backyard is incorporated. It's a city. There's a mayor. Oh, yeah? Who? Yeah, their own police force. Well, it's not Nico. He lost the election. I mean, have they uh, yeah, applied to be it's, one? It's my dog, Cupcake. Yeah, Cupcake is actually the mayor. You guys and your Alex Jones impersonation. I'm just saying. I'm, fake you, news. You're making up this a is, fake town called Oak Ridge. It's not fake. It's completely fake. No, it's not. It's not even a real place. The people of Oak Ridge have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It'll take you a minute to we find We just them, lost every listener in Oak Ridge because of your dumb Alex Jones That's not true. They're probably listening even harder now, yelling at the radio, <laughs> screaming how stupid this I am. stupid, fat Corey DLG guy. You, you know what? You send your emails and Facebook comments to Joey, and he'll probably tell me all about them. I will tell him about it. So I'm still going to wind up hearing about this no matter what I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. inescapable. <laughs> so you, you uh, fate, Your fate is sealed. That's true. Wild Thing is one of our... Uh, they are one of our sponsors. They are one of our favorite places to hang out. That's true. On the weekends, usually, or... You know, during the week because all their cool specials. We um, had to go. We had to go up there on some on some secret missions. So we went up there and had a good time. Secret mission to Mars. Yeah. Corey DLG stayed later than I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> when you were when we were kind of done, you were like, "All right, well, I gotta go." Yeah. So we go, Nico. <laughs> we go there and uh, we sit at the bar, uh, have a few drinks, and then we go on our secret top or top secret mission. Right. And uh, so it ends. And I said, all right, man, well, I'm out of here. I'm going home. And I was like, it's like, like eight but o'clock. I was going to get some food. He's like, I'm going to get something to eat. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. 
Uh, the next day, he texts me. He's like, I stayed till like 1130. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stayed for like an extra four hours. Right. Yeah, really. And on top of that, I literally went straight there from work. So he got there like 545. Right. So Ooh. if I had like a pet or something, they would be dead at home. <laughs> gone. Denzel. The gerbil is gone. The goldfish if he could remember me, it was like, what happened to my person? <laughs> um, but yeah. That one fleeting memory of you. <laughs> He's a vague memory of a giant dunking his fat hand into the bowl. Yeah. Whatever I, happened to that guy? I am not joking, though, when I say that Wild Thing Restaurant has the best scenery in town. It, it is a nice place to go and view things. It is top notch. It is a nice place to go view things. I'm not Corey DLG, though, is looking for some nice scenery on Craigslist lately. No, that's and it's <laughs> really, no, it's really freaking me out, man. That is 100% it's really, really freaking me out. That is 100% misleading. That 100% is 100% accurate. That is your fake news of accurate. the day. So, so I had a roommate bail on me recently. Uh, she didn't. Well, I guess you could call no, that she, bailing. Yeah. She took her stuff in the middle of the week and disappeared. She paid this month's rent. Yeah, she that's the thing. She didn't bail. That, well, was no, there a contract? Right. right. No, there wasn't a contract. Okay. The, the conversation, no bailing. Didn't bail. She, I mean, no, she did. She bailed, no. but she no. She, she paid for that month and then left. And then left three days into it. Uh, yeah. So and then <laughs> oh, left. Well. There's no right. contract. She didn't have to stay. She didn't no, owe you no, anything. No. Well, to be the, the the gentleman's agreement we had made was like, hey man, if something's going on, let me know so that I can accommodate you as best as humanly possible. And in my head, honestly, I probably would have given her some rent back. If she was like, look, I just gave you rent, but, you know, for this month, but now I have to leave. What have you always said? Contracts aren't binding. Neither are gentlemen's agreements. Waivers aren't binding. Neither are gentlemen agreements. Waivers aren't binding. Gentlemen agreements are. They are verbal contracts in the state of Texas, which are legally binding. However, I don't bother They're enforcing never them. Li- legally binding. Of course they are. Can I tell you a really funny gentleman agreement story? I just hope so. Real super quick. I hope so. So I used to umpire Little League Baseball. This is true you did. Okay. Um, a lot of times, when you, when you start the game, you have a, a plate meeting. So it's you as the umpire, your your partner, the two head coaches. Okay, they come up, you give the spiel on the rules, what you're there to enforce. That's it. That's it. And so a lot of times, what the uh, two coaches would they'd make a gentleman's agreement. And a lot of times, such in, as what? So a lot of times, what it is is mostly in like the nine to like nine, ten, eleven year olds. Uh-huh. They're like, hey, look, we'll only take one base on an overthrow because what ends up happening is. The kid hits the ball to third base. He goes to throw it to the first baseman. He throws it way over his head. The kid runs from first, then to second, then gets to third, then the ball gets overthrown. It's just like a soccer match. Wait, I don't understand. These are, can these kids not play baseball? Right, because they're they're learning still a lot of times. I thought I thought by ten. I mean, it's no, Texas. It doesn't matter. Okay, all right. So a lot of Incorrect times. Incorrect assumption. I mean, I played baseball. Incorrect. At like seven years old. So by ten, I think I could hit first base. So, I'm not even saying I was good at baseball, no, but, but from third base, they I might. First. But what ends up happening is it becomes a lot like you a running correct. match, right? And so, okay. all right, a lot enough. of times fair the enough. guys will they'll say, "Hey, gentlemen's agreement, we're only going to take one base on an overthrow." Okay, and like they look at me, I'm like, "Hey, look, that's not me. I can't enforce that. That's right. not in the rules. That's not, yeah, it's a gentleman's agreement." And then by like inning three, the gentleman's agreement is out of the window. And when both one, managers like when, eyeballing each other. When one team's losing, then all of a sudden they start breaking the, the gentleman's agreement because they start <laughs> doing this and this. And then to see those coaches go at it. Like I've had coaches like almost get into it on the field, like coming out at each other. Man, it was so great. So uh, when I played T-ball and K-ball and all that stuff growing up, um, I, I'm, I, listen, I'm not an athlete. I don't pretend to be. I don't even play one on TV. Like, I'm not a big, uh, athletically, you know, I go out there and I give it the old college try. I'm like the Chuck Hayes of sports. I have no business being out there. Right. But they needed another guy. Uh-huh. Um, so, a lot of time at catcher and right field. Nice. Um, but I was on a baseball team with four probably, at the time, 
four of the best children baseball players <laughs> in spring in like the the like in the top half of Houston. Like if you drew if I ten was like a straight line, yeah. these were four of the best probably in that whole top half of Houston. And a matter of fact, four of them wound up being so Northwest forty five all stars played China or Japan. Yeah, Japan. Where did start? Uh, Wardle Star was the only one of those named people who wasn't on my team. I played against that the guy. The other wasn't fun. four of the other infielders were all on my team. It wasn't fun. So we, no, it's, yeah, no. It wasn't. So on my team, we were winning championships. We were always in first place. And I, I was so oblivious yeah. to the fact that we were winning. Sometimes I would tell my mom, I don't want to go to the games. We keep losing. And my mom was like, Corey, y'all haven't lost a game all season. Really? Right. So then I would get there and I would tell someone, hey, did you know we're undefeated? And they're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the championship game. This is so accurate. Wait a minute. We're we're going to win a championship tonight? And they're like, well, if we win. And I was like, we haven't even lost a game. Why are we going to win? And then I'm like, the coach is like, we're going to win, right? And so, like, by that point, I'm so hyped up that, like, I'm in the right field. Like, let's do this. <laughs> and nothing ever even comes my way. Because four of the best baseball players in Houston are in the right. infield. Like, they're snagging, like, pop flies that are supposed to bounce off the back fence. One of the kids, his name was Nick Inlow. I don't even care. I'm not even. I'm doing whole names here. Literally, he was like five feet tall when we were seven years old. Yeah. So he's like lunging into the air from first base and snatching things that are supposed to go to the outfield, and I'm the guy who's supposed to cover him. <laughs> like I'm sitting there with my glove in the air, and here he is just snatching things out of the air like a panther. So, <sighs> so real quick, I don't want to get away from your uh, finding good-looking scenery on Craigslist. That's not what I'm. So let's so, jump back to that. So real the roommate, quick. The roommate vanishes. She, has, I she mean, breaks the gentleman's agreement. She makes. She breaks the gentleman's agreement. Uh, and essentially, family situation. She has to leave the state. So blah, she's blah, gone. Blah, 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 she's gone. Uh, like, cleaned a room and all that. But, I mean, I have no roommate. Complaint. So then you're looking for a roommate. So now I'm looking for a roommate. And, I mean, I have some leads, so I kind of followed up with a couple people. But then I was like, you know what, man? So what he do does this. is he posts an ad on Craigslist. No, no, that's not appropriate. <laughs> no, that's not so, what I do. So, so, he calls, the, hold on, so you call me the next day. So yeah. me and DLG talk every day after work. We talk nerd thug. We talk everything that's going on, yada, yada, yada. So he calls me, hey, I had a really interesting meeting with a potential roommate last yeah. night. I said, oh, cool, where'd you meet her? He's like, Craigslist. I was like, did you tell me you put a stupid ad up on Craigslist <laughs> for a roommate? <laughs> I was like, no. What I did do, though, was go through over 100 Craigslist postings. I want to be emailing three people. like People three who people. are looking for rooms. Right, yeah, because there's one whole section that's all like rooms wanted. So these are people who are trying to move into or rent rooms or sublet like places. Blah, and blah, so. Blah. Hundred over a hundred ads I looked through. There were three people that I was that I was like, I think That's I can maybe so live with these Craigslist three people. Is so creepy. It is. There were so many people who were like seeking arrangement, very limited funds, willing to do anything. And you're like, what? What is what? going on here? The other people were posting, and this I don't understand if why forums have categories. If people are just going to break the rules, right? There were people who were like, have a room to rent. Will, uh, only looking for live-in girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, that sounds appealing. That should be in the, right. the, the personal section. Sign right. that one. What Men I, seeking women. What, what I want to do is be so desperate I have to move into a room and be your girlfriend. Like, that right. sounds fantastic. Ugh. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I don't know. People go through whatever, but yeah. Then other people were like, uh, looking to rent a room, have seven dogs. And it's like, mm, no, no one wants no you to, one live, wants to mm -hmm. live in your house. Looking to rent a room, a family of three. Mm, a room? room. Nope, not interested. <laughs> nope, um, swipe left. Another person was like, I could do maintenance around the house. I was like, I live in a townhome. I don't need you. Right. Like, <laughs> like all these, these ads I have built-in maintenance. Right. These ads are just weird stuff where it's like they're, the offers they were trying to make to get a place to live were things that no one would have. Like, I have a shiny button looking for right. a 700-square-foot master bedroom suite. I have a really sweet coin collection. Right. Looking for roommates. Lead singer of a we'll metal share. Lead singer of a metalcore band needs somewhere to stay in practice. 
No, I don't mm, think so. I do screamo al capaco. Acapella. I do I do acapella screamo. Right. Need place to practice. Right. Mm, we're gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. One person was like Acapulco. I'm looking for room in Acapulco. <laughs> One person was but like, I want to live in Houston. One person I almost sent an ad to because they were like professional chef will cook all the time. Uh, blah blah blah. And I was almost like, yeah, but then I was like, wait. They're going to want me to do the dishes. <laughs> yep. I'm not doing that. I'm Swipe not doing one. that. There's no telling what a professional chef would do in a kitchen, like, to dishes. Like, yeah, think about what amateurs do when they try to make three dishes. What if this guy goes, like, creme brulee and just blows it up? Now i got to wash, like, 19 pans because I had a piece of his filet mignon. No deal. <laughs> creme brulee to filet mignon? <laughs> yeah, these are, like, nice things. You these know, are nice He's things. a professional chef. This is a professional, professional radio professional station. Things. He professions things. We're going to profession out to a break, as professionals do. And is that what they do? Yeah, I think so. I don't think you know. I don't think you, that word means what you think. I'm it going means. to Alcapoco. <laughs> NerdTalkRadio.com. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey guys, it's the unlocally famous Joey Savage with Nerd Thug Radio. You know that. You're listening to the show. I want to talk about my friends over at Wild Thing Restaurant, 1488 I 45. They have the hottest girls, the coldest beer, the best food in all of Conroe. Get on down there. See the girls dressed up in them short blue jean shorts, them cowboy boots. They're going to treat you real nice. Ask for our girl Rocky when you're there. She'll take care of you. Just tell her Nerd Thug Radio sent you. That's Wild Thing Restaurant, I-45, 1488. Best scenery in town. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We just came in the last two segments on one of the cartoons that me and the DLG grew up with. That is the classic X-Men cartoon from oh, uh, back in the day. I'm going to correct something there. Go for it. You you called it a cartoon. It is a cartoon. It was a life-changing 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. <every week. laughs> it's you not. Give me coordinates. Give it, me coordinates it, if it's real. It, if it's it, a life-changing Not thing. only was it real. <laughs> It raised us into men. It's so good that I, I go back and I still I still watch it now. Yeah, no, it's it all was, on Hulu. It was a really good show. Oh man, it's so good. It used to be on Netflix. Now it's on the Hulu here. Uh, but hey, make sure you catch us on all our social media stuff. That's yeah. Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. It's NerdThugRadio.com. Those are our coordinates. It's at NerdThugRadio on the Twitter. Yep, yep. Uh, Joey.Savage15 on the Instagram. Instagram, eh? The spam accounts had just recently rose up even more since oh, last yeah? week's episode. Yeah. Hey, that means you don't have to buy followers. Killing just, it. Just get all right. the spam accounts. How does that work? How do they buy followers? What does that mean? I don't know. I've never it's, clicked it's on like those. It's like a weird, it's like a weird subbiting thing where it's just like, it like f- creates a fake account and then it subs to your channel. So it like shows like your channel. Oh, it's got massive growth. You've gained 2,000 subscribers. But can someone, can someone pay me to follow them and how much would they pay me? No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think. $1 per every hundred follows. Well, I, don't, I, I, know I, don't, I don't think they. I don't, I don't think they like. Up. I don't think it's actual like. It's not people making accounts. They don't. People don't pay other people to follow them. Maybe That's, like once you get to, like the god tiers, like oh I got a hundred thousand, you got a hundred thousand, I'll follow you, I'll plug you a bunch of times. Just give me some money. That's, okay. friendly That's fair. Fire, maybe. That's fair. I don't know. I, don't know. I just I, I always hear the term buying likes and buying follows. Yeah. From like the social media elite, and <laughs> I've always been kind of curious. The social. Because I was like Illuminati. I was like, so if I just follow like a hundred accounts a day, like, am I making is someone? Am I getting like, paid a dime each one? Like, nope. I don't think so. Did I just make ten dollars? I don't think so. Nope. You okay. know how to, you want to create a program that'll do that for you? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I mean, if I had any skills at all, Which, probably. The only skills you got are on the mic, man. That's true. So I, I do spit that fire. Over the past week, super hot. There's been some uh, pretty uh, interesting 
news regarding the next X-Men film. The that, next men, if It's you been will. trickling out. It's been trickling out over the last week. So the next film is going to be uh, the Dark Phoenix Saga, is what they are saying. They're calling it the Dark Phoenix. Right. Um, and so one of the things that we were all pretty much sold upon is the original like big four actors, which would be Corey DLG, name them off. Uh, James McAvoy, Plays, Michael uh, Fassbender, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and Nicholas Holtz. They play Professor X, Magneto, Mystique, Mystique and Beast. They were the original four from Next Class. And they've kind of come through, and it was supposed to be a three-pitcher deal or a four-pitcher deal. They all had a, a, a trilogy. They were all signed for a trilogy. Right, and so then we had the, uh, they were kind of like, all right, we're done. Right. Like, and uh, this week, though, they've... Come back in. They are all going to be in the next one. Oh, that's what you meant by the four. I thought you were saying that the the four X Men that they no by the end had solidified. And in my head, I was like, well, yeah, where else are those guys going to go? No, but they all four okay of, all four of those actors and actresses okay uh, they are all signing on to be in the next film. Oh, just one all, more, huh? Yeah, they're all doing one more. They better, just, better just kill them all off. Yeah, I know. This is where they all die at once. Actually, they they really could get away with killing probably at least two of them right here. Right, but uh, but yeah, what had happened was they they were all signed for a trilogy, and obviously as time went by, the four of them had their stars had all risen, and they also enjoyed making these movies together. Right, so they basically all said, "Well, look, if you sign, I'll sign." Kind of is what the four of them all agreed to. I'm a little curious that Nicholas Holt and Jennifer Lawrence still kept their part of it because when they when they sort of made this gentleman's agreement amongst the four of them. Uh, they were those two were dating. Right. They have now since no longer date. Uh-huh. So it's a little bit surprising to hear that they uh, both of them agreed. Like, I could see Nicholas Holtz backing out and being like, I'm going to go make some British movies. Now. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, but, and, and really, it would be no loss to just, the movie. Just no, the beast so. in. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could go really twist it and just keep his old audio from the last three and just, yeah, just like play his over, lines randomly. Use it over and over again. I built a warplane. Like, you could just keep, like, you could just use this stuff. <laughs> They'll be like, that's like not even, it. what, Hank? What? What's but, he talking uh, about? Right. Hank had a stroke. Um, but, yeah, no, I was a little surprised that he signed again. Or you could even just write him off. Just be like, yeah, Hank left. He got tired of X-Manning. That's all he's done. He mutated again and then died. He's right. now, he's now uh, Do you just have a blue dog running around? <laughs> he's now a politician. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer said, hey. Hey, what's up? So, also, uh, other news involving it is Brian Singer is not going to be directing this film yeah. either. It's going to be the director debut oh. of, what's his name, Simon Kinsberg? Kinsberg, Kinsberg. Yeah. Kinsberg. And he's been heavily involved in a couple different comic book movies. I'm, I'm blanking on which ones. That, no, I'm blanking. You yeah, want to know what got. he's done? Yes. So he helped co-write uh, X-Men Last Stand. That's what it was. Uh, he uh, Which was not great. He helped write and reshoot the last Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> uh, but he was also involved in writing... Days of Future Past and Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, but I feel like Days. Those were those his are, resume those, is both like of getting them, worse. And both worse. of those are both the Days of Future Past was rewritten like five times. And now he's going to direct this movie. Matter of fact, when they bought when they brought in Brian Singer for Days of Future Past, he changed everything that was in the scripts already. Anyway, he was like, "Man, eh, this won't work. This won't work." So, <laughs> so this guy's track record is uh, terrible. How you feeling about this? Um. Okay. Let me. Okay. When they named Brett Ratner to direct X-Men 3. Right. Uh, because Brian Singer left to, to do Superman. Superman, which turned out horrible. Right. Like, there was there were no winners. In 2020, he should just stay with X-Men. Right. They would have made one good movie out of the two. Instead, they made two bad movies because Brett Ratner was just like, well, I'm just going to go with everything that's already done because yeah. someone already did it. Done. Brett Ratner is like done. the Nico of directing movies. <laughs> he showed up was like, someone already did this? 
okay, well, I'll just turn it in. Let's go. All right, we're done. <laughs> we're done here, right? Right. <laughs> I, can, I, I imagine him showing up to work. He signs his contract. Like, we're going to pay you $3 million to direct. And he's like, oh, okay, great. And he shows up and he's like, wait, someone already did the storyboards? They're like, yeah. And this is the script that we were working on. Oh, like, this so someone already easy. finished it? And someone's already done screenshotting and makeup and, and costuming and... When do you guys want to shoot? Oh, I choose? Oh. Uh, right now. Well, what are you guys doing next week? Let's start now. Right. So Let's he just takes, it. takes his $3 million to the bank and a ski mask on right. that one. Because he didn't do much. Um, hmm. Yeah. None of those movies you named were any good. So, <laughs> I mean. We're looking We're looking at an O for O. <laughs> this is no wins here. And also, like, okay. so the Okay, ex, well, well. Days of Future Past turned out great. Days but, of Future Past did. Age of Apocalypse, while we didn't necessarily enjoy the story too much. It still made a ton of money right. to where they can continue. And it wasn't. On. I, I'm being unfair. It wasn't bad. It could have been a lot better. Though. It could have been a lot better. They shoved a lot of stuff in. They told like yeah. a, they did like a 12 minute Magneto vignette in the middle of it, and essentially otherwise, those yeah, characters because, don't even belong together in that movie. Because I mean, right. they they chose different people to be the four horsemen, which is in that, which is not typical, which is fine. Right? Yeah. But that's they fine. they they went heavily into the reason why Magneto was was switching over as opposed to just kind of. Right. Quickly shuffling to the other one. Right. Like, why does Olivia Munn change sides? Right. If, if she's been working for a Cal- Caliban for the whole time, finding mutants, and then Apocalypse shows up and he's like, genocide of the humans. And she's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Give that no um, second thought. Yeah. Also, no mention of her reprising her role in this movie at all. Um. Yeah, they definitely had a runaway with the idea that I think she was going to do more. Right. But... I wonder. I, don't know. I wonder though I don't know. if they're going to. Maybe she heard the direction. No, back down. No, but what, <laughs> what would be great is if they transition her over into the X Force side uh, down the road. Already, I mean, they already got I their could, Psylocke character. Being, honestly, they're like, going if I were, to do if that. I, if I was seeing like the options of I can be in this movie or I can be in Deadpool, yeah, which they're going. To, they're going to make an X Force movie. Yeah, and also think about okay, so these are the two people you can be. These are the, these are the two casts you can choose from. You can be actor number ten in the X Men movie. Or you could be actor number four in a Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin movie. Right. Uh, I mean, that is... Like, like, those, are, those are your options. Right. It's if I good. have an agent and I'm Olivia Munn, that's the good. call I'm making. By the way, I invited her to our barbecue over the weekend. And she I saw come. that. She didn't she, come. She didn't come. She didn't come. Um, but they do also have the younger ones coming back. So, I mean, you obviously yeah. got Jean Grey. Obviously got the Cyclops, the Nightcrawler. Jubilee. Uh, <laughs> Storm. They didn't, mention, they didn't mention Jubilee. Oh, they I mean, she was in the last yeah, one. Yeah, they mentioned Storm and then... Um, was it Evan Peters? Is that who plays Quicksilver? Yeah. yeah. They have him in the Yeah, what picture. else is he going to do? Like, right. some of these people, duh, they came back. Right. Um, well, it made sense for the younger ones to come back. It was... Everyone except Sophie Turner. Like, if I'm if I'm Jean Grey, if I play Jean Grey in Age of Apocalypse, and then they, they announce that the next movie is called Dark Phoenix, I call my agent and I say, get me $10 million more million. Right. Because <laughs> I'm about to be the star. I'm about to be big time in it. And I'm now, not about to big time it for $2 million. No, but now... One of the things that I do find very interesting, because we know the Dark Phoenix story, is who else are they going to introduce? Right, because they did just announce this. I you have it written down in your notes here. Go ahead and hit, it, hit me with it. They did just announce that the Shi'ar are being cast as the villains. Yeah. Ooh. Which I think is a good idea. They're taking X-Men to space. Which is space. which? It's a big deal, because the X-Men have done so much more than X-Men vs. Magneto, which is pretty much all we've seen out of right. the franchise. The it's only like two Star Wars and the Death Star. Right. They, well, they've done so much other stuff, but also, most importantly, this can tell a really good Professor X story. Mm-hmm. This can tell a really good Jean Grey story. This can tell a really good X-Men story because the X-Men can fight the Imperial Guard. 
Right. Um, they, they already have... I think it's going to be a trial of Phoenix-type scenario. They already have someone they're looking at to play Lalandra. Yeah. Uh, so, Jessica Chastain, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that would be fantastic. Right. She, she would be a great... The bill. She yeah, would she be does. Uh, and, and the thing of it is, uh, Lalandra and Charles Xavier have a great, complicated relationship. She's a queen. She runs the Empire. Her and Professor X, though, are in love. They are genuinely probably soulmates, kind of, is the, right. is the great romance. Uh, and then in the comic books at one point, it just... It, it, it gets really sour. It's a, it's an it's a stupid story to explain. It doesn't even sound right out loud. His unborn twin that he accidentally killed in the womb, uh, manifest as pure psychic evil, <laughs> takes over his mind, uses him to go to the Shi'ar to take over her mind, to then use the Shi'ar to kill the X Men. She like she tries to kill the X Men with. That's crazy. It's it. The movie that will also real dumb. The movie will also be set in the nineties. Talk about anime. yeah, because the last couple X Men have been generational in Which, that sense. Hopefully, that means some really cool cheesy nineties costumes. I mean, that would they, be awesome. They nailed the eighties. Yeah, they nailed the. 80s. That would be awesome. Like I could just see the Cyclops in that nineties <laughs> outfit. That'd be so great. But think about uh, real quick. I know we're trying to get out of here. Yeah. Think about uh. Think about the trilogy of movies that they got out of those the big four. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's a weird thing because the first class was kind of this relaunch. We don't want to lose the X Men property. We don't want to do a new thing. Also, it was good. It, it want to be really good, but it, but think about it. No, no Wolverine. No Cyclops. No. No. I mean, no. Uh, no In, henchmen. No horsemen. No. Like first class. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just a weird movie. And Magneto and, X- and Xavier are allies for two-thirds of the movie. That one does a better job of telling a story about Xavier and Magneto than any of the other. Right. I think it's because it doesn't have all that extra stuff in it. Right. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And then they turn around. Do Days of Future Past. Right. So Days of Future Past combines the two universes because First Class did so well. Right. Uh, and then they turn around, and now they're flipping it and doing this. The Age of Apocalypse finishes their story. It's like such a weird finish. Like, the beginning was so much better yeah. than the end. Usually how it happens a lot of times. See, I always like the end movies. I love the third in a lot of trilogies. I know, but a lot of people don't. They don't. I like the rule. I like when the rules can be broken and you can kill anyone. Well, we're like breaking that. rules by going over time here, so let's jump out to a break. <laughs> when we come back, we'll get into some more Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. There's going to be an introductory hypnosis training July 14th through the 16th of 2017. It's open to everyone interested about learning hypnosis. For more information, uh, there's a phone number that you could look into. It's 281-336-0201 or an info.cchoston at gmail.com. Hypnosis is an incredible way to make changes in a life. It can help people increase physical performance, break habits, quit smoking, get motivation to achieve goals and dreams, or even learn how to stop procrastinating. Uh, it can help someone be a better person and finally have the happiness that they're looking for. Um, so anyone interested to learn to change their thoughts uh, to create a better world around themselves should look into this introductory hypnosis training course, July 14th through the 16th, 2017. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. <laughs> I'm Corey DLG. Nightcrawler DLG here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Man. That's the guy who got no love on the old cartoon. You're listening to Con- Nerds like Radio on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Station. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. They did a whole episode on Nightcrawler, on the Nightcrawler. Yeah. They did, how many episodes did they make? And he gets two? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he, he could have been an X-Man. He could have been in all of them. He got an origin story. He, yeah. Well, they did an origin story for nearly every character in the universe. That's why the show was so great. Yeah. That's why it was so great. That was why it was so great. It You're is right. so great. 
It's great. It is amazing. It's like Chinese buffet great. Oh my god, I love Chinese buffet. Like, Let's go now. Things things that are Chinese buffet great. Chinese buffets, <laughs> X Men cartoon, making fun of Nico. Like those are the things. <laughs> those are the top three things that we love most about life. Right. Like if someone. What's your three three favorite things to do? Eat Chinese buffet. Right. Watch X Men cartoon. Yes. Make fun of Nico. Yes. Nailed it. And then it's like, well, what about like uh, spend time with your family? No, not even. Nope. Out. I mean, they go to Chinese buffet with me. Yeah, they can and they come. watch X Men cartoons don't, as well. Don't talk to me while they I'm also just... make fun of Nico. Right, like don't oh, talk to me for, while we're doing those. Except things. for little Willie Savage, like he loves the Nico. Right. I was, well, I was telling Corey the other day, he got had my phone for whatever reason. I don't I don't know why, but he he added your number to my favorites. Nice. Um, he just feel privileged. He deleted like three other people to do it. Too. <laughs> he's like, I got Nico on there. I'm right. like, where do you put Nico on there? He's like. I like Nico. He's your friend, too. I was like, no, you make fun of Nico, Willie. Right. Make fun of him. I'm starting to question your kid's judgment. I mean, I know he's four, but Calculated. I mean. Calculated. I, I outplayed William in video games. There's no way he can beat me now. He is five. <laughs> he's five. He's about to be six. He needs to start making better decisions about who to look up to. Like, this guy, it's like him yeah. and Charles Barkley. But this guy gave him a vintage Pokemon backpack. That's true. That's yeah. true. You guys were all, we can't even find one. And Nico's like, I'll give you literally the item off my back. The vintage. That's true. Fair that's enough. Pretty, Fair that's enough. Pretty, pretty awesome. Nico knows the way to a five-year-old's heart. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and then he I was got, arrested the next And day. Nico can no longer go near school zones. That's right. But listen, you know, whatever makes people happy. You know what makes you happy? This bit of news you're about to read. That's true. Go that's true. I'm staring at it here. This is a really, really, really big deal, and you said you know nothing about it. I haven't read anything about so it. So I, I can... I can say whatever I want right this now. Is, you don't know this if might just be, happened. This might be the first time Corey DLG has found a bit of news that I haven't read yet. Or it's a lie. I scooped you. <laughs> yeah, or it's Alec Jones' <laughs> fake news. I wrote I wrote down six true things and one false. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> you tell one? me which, which it one? is. Um, okay. You should totally do that. <laughs> uh, next time and yeah. just like pepper him in the show. Yeah. <laughs> do that next week. Message us. Which one guest. do you think the fake story is? Exactly. <laughs> drive <laughs> drive audience engagement. <laughs> You're not even pushing the... <laughs> He's coughing in a microphone, and we have a cough button. No, I was doing this. I was going away from camera. Right. Yeah, but that's why the he, button's So what, what can you hear better, this? <coughs> or? <coughs> One of them, you yelled at me. I coughed both times. Okay. All Read right. your stupid news story. Well, now I don't want to because know you, you coughed don't. at me. Oh, my God. He coughed at me. Oh I'm going to tell your mom. Jump out of the tree, why don't you? <laughs> Go get help. Um, no one believed you. No one believed you because that means you lied all the time as children. I want no. you to know that. That means you were a liar. As no, a they just didn't fathom the fact that you would climb a tree. That's true. Also, Wait, Corey was in a tree? No, no. way. Also, he doesn't do that. Also, I think they all kind of mentally waited. And they're like, he'll survive. He didn't climb a tree. Right. He's not high enough. He's up. not even capable of climbing a tree. <laughs> broken arm. Right, broken arm. Turns out they were correct. I shouldn't have climbed a tree. <laughs> Turns out they were incorrect. I could climb a tree. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, it's uh, 20th Century Fox is now a significant minority partner in boom studios significant minority partner i think what they're saying is like they didn't buy two percent jumbo shrimp right well yeah well <laughs> yes and no knowing minority. a little bit about venture capitalism and business how those deals work out what they're saying is they have no controlling know. interests i know about capitalism but they put a lot of they, business but they, i went to got a business degree whatever <laughs> like, <I'm associates laughs> business. enjoy your summer school nico Thanks, I will. <laughs> what what that means is they put a lot of money in, but they didn't buy controlling interests. And I think that was probably really relevant for Boom Studios because they don't want their creators. Boom Studios is a really unique uh, independent studio. They do a deal different than most other places in the sense that they share ownership of what they publish with the creators. Um, the, for those who don't know the difference, so Image Comics will literally 
charge a licensing fee to the creators for doing all the office work and printing and, and marketing and distributing. So what that means is you know, it's already hard to make a buck in comic books, but after you get back whatever income you have coming in from the distributor, you owe Image like your first $3,000. And then everything after that is yours. Um, and so a lot of times what happens is Image will cancel books because the creator isn't covering the image fees. Hmm. Um, and so Boom has a different deal. And basically they they go into the project with you, which means you have to pitch and they have to like it. But if they like your idea, they will help you get it made. And you guys split ownership of that, which is a big deal. What are some of the titles under this publisher? Thank you for... Um, That's a good throw, throw question. There. That was excellent, Nico. <laughs> anyway, some of the titles are such fan favorites as Lumberjanes, mm -hmm. uh, Mouse Guard, Grass King was listed. I've not heard of that one. I'm Big thinking Trouble that's, in that's Little new. China. That was that. So Boom also does a lot of licensing. They do the WWE stuff. The Woods. Um, Ross Thibodeau, uh, my friend who is breaking into comic books as we speak, he broke in on a WWE Boom Studios book uh, about uh, Easy E and uh, Big Big E and uh, who, who New Day. Mm -hmm. They did a New Day story, and then he also did a Power Ranger story. Um, got a we're lot gonna, of stuff going with Kaboom, too. They got Right. They also have Incorruptible and Irredeemable, which are two really cool... They, they also have uh, Adventure Time. Yeah, they, they do a lot of licensing. Oh, oh, a comic, yeah. the Adventure yeah, Time comic. Yeah. Right. They do a lot of licensing. I think they even do the Rick and Morty, I think. Um, but most importantly about this deal is 20th Century Fox invested, essentially, in an idea factory. You and I, Nico, have kind of talked about this, where some companies are doing some some investing in, like, groups. Like, you were telling me how there's this big YouTube group that got invested in by a movie studio. Right, yeah, Universal. And so, essentially, what these different groups are doing is they're... Warner Brothers, my bad. Yeah, they're seeking out creatives now to generate new properties. Looks like Boom was shopping itself. Yeah, because for sure. it it wants to get its graphic novel stuff and its comics into the movies and like just they want more funding, they want to grow. And they've right. got a lot of product. They've got a lot of they've got a lot of things that are marketable. Mouse Guard would be a fantastic uh, animated show. It would be it would be a great animated show. Uh, Lumberjanes should already be a cartoon. It really should. Um, the Incorruptible and Irredeemable are probably like movie properties. They've got a lot of stuff though. <clears throat> Almost did it, but. <laughs> But the, the bigger issue for them is that it's hard to get a share in the universe when Marvel already has its own studio. DC is tied to Warner Brothers. Right. Uh, Image Comics are just more well-known. So they were, at best, the fourth biggest kid in the room. And really, they're probably six biggest. They're probably behind Valiant. IDW. And IDW. Yeah, that makes sense. So IDW is all the Hasbro stuff. But right. That just tons of money in that anyways. So they're already, they're already six... In a, in a crowded room, right. and there's like a hundred behind them, but when you're six, it doesn't matter. Like, you're not first, so no one knows you. Exactly. So having a movie studio literally buy in gives a lot of open access now to these creators and opportunities. And specifically, the reason 20th Century Fox does it is now they have extended first-look deals for both movie and television right. for all of Boom Studios. Well, they already mm. have a movie that they're in post-production on or something. I'm sure they're already working. Like, but, um... Yeah, but, I mean, 20th Century Fox also has the rights to the X-Men stuff. And yes. So now they're just branching into other... They're giving themselves more fictional characters to work with. Well, the writing's on the wall for the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Like, they either have to keep making stuff... Or they'll lose it. Or they're going to lose it. So right. this gives them somewhere else to go if the if the eventual happens. Right, and I right. say eventual. Like, it's going to be hard to keep... Like, it's not going to be hard. They could do it. 
Yeah, I don't fathom them It's going to be losing. hard to keep making all these bad Fantastic Four movies. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, I don't, they announced I don't, the second one. I can't. I didn't see that anywhere. You told me about that, and I looked. I haven't found it. Yeah, now, I, I can't fathom them losing the X-Men stuff because of how well they did with Deadpool. X-Men's still going on. Right. But the, only, the only scenario that I think happens is if the New Mutants movie bombs and Deadpool 2, for whatever reason, bombs. I don't see how it can. It's got Cable, the greatest comic book character ever. It's like they're begging for it to bomb. But I just, I don't, I don't, it is. I don't see that going away. So it's, I don't need the Fantastic Four. I can definitely see them like, you know what? This, we can't do this. Like, we don't want to do this. Right. Here, Marvel or Disney, you can have it now. No, we're going to give it to Nerdthug Radio and they're going to make a Netflix style family show. Oh my God. Netflix style family show. And we're like, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. Joey Savage had a great idea. We should do that. Right. It really is a great idea. But um, yeah, it works so well for the Fantastic Four. It really would. As a family, oh man. You're right. It would be a great Netflix show if they gave us a bunch of money to make. But um, yeah, (laughs) they're picking up all this extra stuff and it just, it really just expands just 20th Century Fox, period. Because a lot of, okay, so. Well, and they're kind of the, 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 underfed runt of the movie studios right now well that and if you look at look at it this way okay for the average comic book or the average person when you think comic books you think superheroes you think you know what dc is doing what marvel's doing but a lot of comic books that are becoming very popular have nothing to do with like superheroes right right powers and mutant stuff well comic book is a is is a genre right Right. and so there's all kinds of different stuff so now this just gives 20th century fox more more proper. More That's what I'm saying right. is that by reaching out to these creators, they've essentially added a, a whole other group of people who generate properties that they now get to shop before anyone else. I think it's saying, okay, we need some movie ideas. Well, what kind right. of stuff we got going on in that Boom Studios? Yeah, let's check on Boom and see what kind of movies kind they of, might What have. kind of novels they got going right. on that would make a good movie? Well, and there's been all kinds of movies already over the past 15 years that were comic books that people didn't even know. realize. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite story to tell is The Road to Perdition. Yep. The Road to Perdition is a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it it existed solely in that form for many years, and then it turns around and it turns into the movie with Tom Hanks. It's fantastic. Jude right. Law's in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jude Law's amazing. And then also the Bruce Willis movie uh, where they surrogates. Uh-huh. That was a comic book before it was a movie. Um, and those guys were actually super cool. I want to say they were with them. They might have been Boom Studios way back in the day. I, uh, just off the top of my head, because they the were bottom of my head. I don't. They know. weren't independent on one of the one of the bigger. Small independence. Right, 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 right. Uh, and so they got that movie deal, and they were cool. I talked to them a couple times when I was trying to do my own stuff, and they were really nice people, and they were so stoked to get that movie deal. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't know what kind of money they get out of that. Right. But, I mean, it's just a big deal to see their story get, get to the big screen. Right, I mean, it's— Bruce it's, Willis is in their story. It's not—it's not a— That's uh, wild. <laughs> yeah. It's not far-fetched to say that a lot of movies get made based off of books and graphic novels, and so— yeah, why not add a whole stable of right. stuff that no one's touching? No one else has. You now have. You don't have clients. to fight anybody for right. It. You it's don't not, have to share X Men potentially with right. with Disney. Uh, I heard a great story, and then we can get out of here. Reese Witherspoon, when she did that movie about the African kids who come to the country and uh, like big lie or something. Okay. Anyway, the, it was a it was a great movie. It cost very little to make. Made a bunch of money off of it. She has her own production company. When she first read that book, the second she read it, she immediately had her agent manager tracking that down for her production company. Nice, because she was like, "This is going to be a great movie, and someone's going to try and make it. Let's lock this down now. Let's get it. Let's get in first. And so, yeah, can you it. imagine being the, the guy who writes that, and then like within a year, Reese Witherspoon calls and wants to buy your movie rights. Right. And Whoa. that's how aggressive they are now. Is even actors find projects they want to make down the road, and they buy the rights right away. Boom! First in, first out. Let's this take mine. a break. When we come back. We're going to get into uh, the weekly top three. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. 
NerdThinkRadio.com. Hey guys, Nico DLG here with NerdThug Radio. And with school wrapping up and summer fast approaching, when the kids need out of the house, they should go to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has the largest Pokemon League in Texas and various events every day and especially weekends. Dungeons & Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road and in the Woodlands. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. I'm Corey DLG. Colossus DLG. And we okay. are uh, mm-hmm. halfway through the show this week, so that means Corey DLG. Oh, I'm not even ready. Yeah, let's do we this. We are right. at the weekly, <laughs> I didn't weekly think about this. top okay, here three. Come along with me as we go. We're taking a ride back through, listening to history flow. We're going back in a time machine like Bill and Ted. Top three this week is movies that happen when they're dead. Historical movies, things in the past. We're going way, way back on this one. Way, way back. So here we go. But you get to ignore Nico because he didn't make a list. I don't know why. Why didn't he make a list, Nico? That's it. I'm out. I don't even want to know now. I'm salty. You're salty? Salt. Maximum salt. Weekly top three. Yes, I love this. This is the favorite part of the show all week. <laughs> all week, I look forward so to beatboxing. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I look you, forward to beatboxing all week long. I give you like a solid B. Thank you. I'm I, not going to go up to a plus, but it's a solid B. That's better than average. Right, that is. Better than average. Wait, is an average not a B? No, it's like an average is like a C plus. That's I think that, most people do C plus. Yeah, that's yeah. probably accurate. Okay, so Transformers is coming out. Right. Uh, they're taking it back to... Uh, and it doesn't look good. None of us think it does. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it's going to be so awful. But I in the can't previews, it's going to be 10 out of 10. Uh, Michael Bay explosions everywhere. <laughs> I cannot yeah, wait. Man. Optimus Prime's evil now. I cannot wait to see this Megatron's movie. probably going to be a good guy. Right, like, Do you think it's going to be good? I don't know. If I just love the Transformers stuff. Okay. So you don't even it's care. It's just entertaining. No, okay. okay, look. Before we get going on with the top three, there's right. two things that I want to get off my chest. Okay. First of all, all uh, when it comes are to... Are they your nipples? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you see that picture of that chick spinning the... The, the fidget spinners. Yeah, on her. Right. Body parts. Yep. So, um, to me, what pe- other people think about movies and other people's reviews... You don't care about that. I don't care less. That's true. I, like, to We've me, had this talk. To me, it's, it's what I think about it. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like, if I enjoy it, I enjoy it. I don't care, what, I don't care if both of you guys hate it. Like, well, no. And listen, like, as the guy buying the ticket, it's your prerogative right. to enjoy or hate your time however right. you'd like. Exactly. Also, uh, yesterday was Father's Day, so shout out to all those dads out there. That's right. That's uh, right. Happy Father's Day to all of you. If you forgot, call right now and act like your phone was dead yesterday. Right. Yeah, do that for sure. Yeah. Or just tell them you were in jail. Either way, works. Or call, uh, or call a week ahead like you did. That's true. Did you call a week ahead? <laughs> I did. Last weekend, I called dad and I was talking for him and I was like, hey, by the way, happy Father's Day. And he was like, uh, this isn't Mexico. So he, next no, week. He, he literally goes, oh, is it Father's Day? And, he, and I could tell on the phone, he's staring at his two kids like, what did you get me? And then Victoria chimes in and goes, no, Dad, it's next week. And then I went, oh, uh, <laughs> later, and I hung up the phone. Jumping the gun. <laughs> so anyways, Transformers is coming out. They're taking it back to, like, the King Arthur Knights of the Round Table stuff. So they're, 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 they're doing some crazy right. stuff There's here. something in the previews that has to do with medieval time. It looks like, it looks like they were like, Game of Thrones looks cool. Yeah, let's make it Transformers like that. Right. So um, I think there's something from that. So we decided we'll kind of tie in we don't really care about transformers i love transformers so, i care about them tremendously so we're gonna name three movies 
based in historical time periods. Just different eras than the right. present. Right. Um, we kind of gave ourselves a little uh, leeway here. Leeway here. Yeah. We also gave kind of a time frame. You can't do any movies from this era on board. So, um, so if Nico says a movie that's about the 90s. You guys can roast him. Right. He's disqualified. Right here. So, Nico, what is your number three? Beowulf. You okay. Know, that okay. ancient that ancient movie. Which one? The like told about an even ancienter tale. The CGI version. Uh, yeah, I never I never watched it. I just like the story of Beowulf, so I'm glad that it's, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You Sounds know, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and help you out here and steal some time here. Uh, right. Yeah. I'm gonna let you finish in a minute. Uh, first of all, it was one of the first full length animated films made completely through motion capture. Yep. So they built digitally the sets and the skins of the people. Then they had the actors come out and do the whole movie. So this isn't actors voice acting. This was actually actors interacting and acting. Right, right. Which I think probably gives a better performance because if you watch voice acting, literally every person does their own thing in their own room if that's what they need yeah, to do. Right. And so the conversations, while they do, they're actors and they're doing their best, I'm sure it's a weirder experience. But when they're literally both there, they can give the performance. And so I think that probably helps. I wouldn't saw that in theater. Did you? Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I saw it on Netflix for free, so I kind of liked it more that way. I don't know that I would enjoyed it for eight bucks. That wasn't eight bucks when I went. I think we went on a Sunday matinee. This is oh, seven years ago, eight right. years ago. Yeah, yeah. that's this why I said eight, also, not nine. It's children to the original tale. Grindale is actually a, a demon child, not the actual son of Beowulf. Just wanted to clear that up. Well, listen, clear it up, man. You know, if you're gonna do a movie, uh, also, Antonio Banderas played in a movie called The Seventh Warrior, I believe it's called, and it's the Thirteenth Warrior, the Thirteenth Warrior, and it's Antonio Banderas, and it's a retelling of Beowulf. From the point of view of the Arabian in the story. Oh, very cool. So it's yeah. super cool. Like, because you don't realize, like, I mean, you know it because it's that's how they push the movie. But when you're watching it on TV, you're like, hey, what is this? You don't realize the story of Beowulf until, like, towards the end. You're like, oh, Told that's by somebody cool. else. All right, so, Corey DLG, what's your number three? My number three is a, uh, it's it's the remake, not the original. Okay. Because uh, I don't like old movies. <laughs> 310 to Yuma. That's a pretty good one. I... I I've seen the previews. I heard it did really good things. I always wanted to watch it. I just never found myself sitting down to watch it. It's got a really solid cast, first of all. Um, uh, Russell Crowe is is the bad guy. Hmm? Christian Bale uh, is Hmm. the main protagonist. His son in that is played by a kid. I can't think of his name right now, but he's in tons of movies. He does a good job. I think his name's Tom Holland. Uh, Just kidding. Definitely not. You mean Speederman? It's Michael Sarah. Uh, Nope. Nope. (laughs) No, uh, and then also uh, Russell Crowe's protege, who is the actual kind of villain of the movie, is uh, Ben Foster. Ben Foster is a great And character. Ben Foster is fantastic. And almost actor. every. The only thing I've ever seen Ben Foster in a role is like, why did you do this, Ben Foster? Was X Men 3. Where <laughs> <laughs> he played Angel. Where he played Angel. And like, like he's in makes, like six minutes of the movie and he's not no good. Like, the only thing he really did in the movie was like swoop in and like save somebody. Right. His but, dad, and, right? Yeah, uh, no, he saves one of the X Men. I don't, I don't know. Who cares? Honestly, it was terrible. And it then he died. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? Like again, he's in the movie like six minutes, but all he ever talked about when they were talking about the movie is the swoop was filmed real. So he's literally on like a tower crane, yeah. eighty feet in the air, and then they kind of yeah. just like pendulum him down. That sounds awesome. I, I almost that sounds terrible. I almost feel like he took the role just so he could do that. So just he could for do... he get paid six hundred thousand dollars to do that. So you're telling me is you're gonna pay me to like swoop like eighty stories down? Yeah, yeah no, I don't care. I was, gonna, I was gonna pay to skydive, but I guess I could do this instead. Yeah, this seems way, way safer. better. Right. 
And then it's like on movie studio insurance, so something happens, big check. Like, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yada, it's yada, like yada. Um, situation. 310 to Yuma. 310 to Yuma. It's got a really cool story. Uh, essentially, Russell Crowe is considered like death himself. He's one of the most dangerous outlaws in the West. Mm, he gets caught on accident because he's hanging out with his favorite lady in a saloon. Good scenery. Uh, and so, like as, Wild Thing Restaurant. As he's trying to leave, he basically is cornered and he doesn't have anything with him because he was busy. So he's cornered by like the law, and then like we're gonna transport him to jail so he can be tried and hanged for all the people he's killed. So they have to get him to this train station that's like three towns over. And so by three ten, but well the the the, the three ten to Yuma, yes. Uh, but I mean they could have waited till the next day. But the problem is his posse is still on the loose. So once his posse catches wind that he doesn't make it to the rendezvous, they chase him down. So his posse is just mowing through everybody to save their boss. And by the time they get to the train, Russell Crowe and Christian Bell have bonded, and he wants to—he's willing to get on the train so that Christian Bell could get the reward. Because you find out at the end of the movie that Russell Crowe's escaped from the Yuma prison three times. Oh yeah. So he's like, "Yeah, fine. You get paid, and I'll—I'll I'll just break out later. I'll break out again." So anyway, it's a great movie. Uh, I won't give away the ending. If you've ever seen a movie, you know how it ends. Nice. Very Tragically. Good. Right. Tragically, like all movies should. Right. Your number three. Yeah. My number three is uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Kevin Costner. Oh, God. There's so many good actors in that movie. Uh, Christian Slater. I guess we'll call him a good actor. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Morgan right. Freeman. Yep. Alan Rickman. So. I mean, can you get better than that? Genuine confession. I get the phrase painted man yeah. from that movie. Yeah. And I taunt Henry with that phrase mercilessly. The painted man. Uh, any, I, I, I'm not even going to tell the story because it's not appropriate. But anyway, it's I taunt Henry be- all the time. It's the best movie based upon Robin Hood they've done ever. You didn't like the Russell Crowe one? Not as good as this one. Do you, you think this one's better than Men in Tights? Better. Wow. They have wow, not wow. done better wow. with Robin Hood than Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I was just messing with you. I think you're 100 Kevin Costner as Robin of Loxley. Right. Is amazing. And then they go and they have all the stuff in the. <gasps> to yeah. the tree! <laughs> to the tree! I can watch that movie the every day. The Tree City was so amazing. Over and over and over again. I mean, the Witch was terrifying. Alan yeah. Rickman is like. He was like the best 90s movie villain. Yeah. And then he and was Kevin like, Costner was the best 90s hero. No, Tom Cruise. Incorrect I, decision. I, I beg to differ, sir. I, Kevin Costner only made like two movies where he's a hero. No. You ever seen Waterboy? Nailed it. Or not Waterboy, Waterworld. <laughs> Nailed it. Done. The confidence with which of, you got that wrong. Feel the dreams? Done. Not an action movie. He's a hero in that movie. The, I didn't say action movie. I said hero. Yeah, no, fair but point. I, but I mean, fair point. Thanks, Nico. No. Bada first, boom. First of all, those guys in the room. you guys... He's a protagonist. Oh that doesn't mean hero. Yeah, sure does. He's not a hero. He yeah. doesn't He doesn't do anything heroic. As a matter yeah, of fact. He, if you build it, they will come. He built it. Heroic. Construction. It's now an act of heroism. Okay. That was. Yeah. Oh, right. Baseball construction field in little cornfields. Okay. Right. Racist. All right. Well, I'm in the industry, so I guess I'm a hero now. Congratulations. You don't build anything. Yeah, I, you didn't put anything together. You just talk politics hands. all day. I admin the building of the building. <laughs> okay. Without that me, sounds like the worst job. To okay. it, it's not a fun job, but to me, without the worst. it, bills don't get paid. People don't get you paid. You think you can't be replaced? You think you can't be replaced? Hey, man, the whole world's replaceable. But um, someone has to do it. If it's not me, someone right. else will still have to pay all this. The story bills. of Robin Hood is one of my favorite stories. Because like, you're a socialist. Hands down. Because you believe uh, in communism. The uh, yeah, the Robin Hood, uh, the BBC Robin Hood show is really, really good, too. Is that true? Yeah, I've seen the first three seasons so far. It's really good. But oh, anyways, okay. I thought it was uh, the episodes. What's it about? Robin Hood? <laughs> Duh. I don't, I don't know about that. What an idiot. I thought, I thought it was about you, the Russian Revolution. Why did man. you answer that? God, you're an idiot. <laughs> Duh, it's Robin Hood. What do you expect it's about? King I would like Henry? To see, yeah, wasn't actually. there a show called like Loxley where the sheriff was actually the good guy? 
I don't know. I feel like there was one where Robin Hood was actually the bad guy, and I thought that was kind of a neat There's also a Robin Hood story. comic where a chick is Robin Hood? Yeah, it's like with a Y. Yeah. It's Robin. Not bad. I, 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 read, yeah. I started to read it. Uh, I don't believe in the uh, replacement of I for Y. Yeah. I no? think they oh. need to stop that now. Really? Yeah. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. Worldwide. No more. Yeah. Y is not even a real letter. I, I know. You can't sometimes, be on both sides. Sometimes Y. Come on. It's yeah. a fake letter. Not even, not even real. It doesn't it's even like, follow rules. It's like the Switzerland of the alphabet. There's no uh, Y in the Italian alphabet. Exactly. Because they were like, this is dumb. You, you know, know why? We don't need that. Because they don't ask questions. Huh. fake letter. You know why? <laughs> See? Well, I think we just uh, ruined that segment. BS through the last minute of this segment. Let's jump nice. out. When we get back. We'll get to everybody's twos and ones, and maybe we'll spend time on them. You're listening to Nerd Like Radio. <laughs> Hashtag talking nerdy to you. I wasn't going to do it. Hey, Conroe. Corey DLG here to let you know about Wild Things Bar and Grill, a modern-day rustic saloon with all-American charm. They're the premier family-friendly sports bar and restaurant in the Conroe Woodlands area, proudly welcoming Conroe to their ambient atmosphere of delicious food, relaxation, and quality entertainment. That's Wild Thing Restaurant at 1488 and I-45. Wild Thing, easy on the eyes. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Whoop, whoop. We're right in the middle of the weekly top three. Corey DLG, let them know what the weekly top three is this week. Historical movies. Boom, boom, boom. And we don't even mean like historically accurate. We just no. like the laziest version of historical. Just movies that are set in a different right. time period than the present. Right. Like if someone wanted to say Dick Tracy, fine. Nailed That's it. That's fine. Great. Man, why haven't they redone that? Everything they're redoing, they got to redo Dick Tracy. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Heavily stylized. I don't think they can redo it. A couple of times. I think, they, I think they should leave it as is. It's also, one of the few I movies can't... I like Madonna in. Also, I can't believe they haven't redone, like, Where's Roger Rabbit? Uh, Who framed Roger Rabbit? That movie was yeah. great. That movie was great. Good movie. All right, all right, we, we digress. Yeah. Um, so, Nico, uh, what is your number two? All right. So, because so, because Star Wars takes place a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. I went for Spaceballs. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, Infinitely hey. better version of Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue with you because I actually think Spaceballs is a good movie. So. I hated Spaceballs. Oh, I loved it. I don't it's like, like it my all. favorite really? movie. I don't like it. Never could get into it's it. One of the, it's one of the, I mean, well, no, it's, it's pretty much everything Rick Moranis is in is funny. It's one of his best roles. Yeah. It's really great. I can I could just pop it in at any point in time and just watch it. It's <laughs> wonderful. Check the tape. Everything. <laughs> yeah, mark that. Everything that I find awful about Star Wars, Spaceballs nailed. Every everything that I thought was like this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid. Spaceballs was like, you're right, Corey. There you go. Right. But you still love Star Wars. Space RV. I love the universe they've built. I think the seven movies that are Star Wars are terrible. You Rogue like, One was amazing. You like the non-canon stories? Well, about yeah, Star and that's Wars. the other part is like then they made it all non-canon, and that was all the cool stuff. Clone Wars, that was good. Right. Clone Wars is good. The cartoons are really yeah. Good. The cartoons are great. So space balls, movies, huh? Terrible. Moving right along. Corey DLG, you're number two. <laughs> uh, mine is The Last Samurai. Okay. Tom um, Cruise makes the list. I thought about it, and I was like, nah, I gotta go And instead of, wa- of using my time to tell you why, first of all, Tom Cruise is just great in almost anything he's ever made. And also, Last except Samurai. Except for The Mummy. Wait, he might even be great in that, and except just the rest for, of the movie's terrible. Except for uh, Worldwide Did Amazing. Uh, I saw this headline today Yeah, that we're talking about Tom Cruise, and The Mummy is like... the. Tom Cruise and the Mummy, they don't need America. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny. And it's because worldwide they did almost $200 million. Killed it. And so the movie was like $130 million investment, and in, in America it only did about 35 40 the So they were weekend. like, oh, no, we're in big trouble. And then they, they covered. Yeah, they're So good. They're, they're set now. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to tell a story instead. Uh, a friend who we will call Nadia because that's her name. <laughs> friend um, of a friend of a friend named Nadia. Uh, so anyway, when this movie was out, I saw it in theaters, and then I told her how good it was, and she was like, 
really? And she's Asian. Uh, and she said, really? Because he doesn't even he doesn't even look Asian in the movie. And said, that's not, he's not, he's supposed to be Asian. She was like, who is he? He's the last samurai. I was like, he's a Civil War veteran, and they hi- Japan hires him to train the army. And right. then he, he meets the samurai and falls in love with the culture. She's like, that sounds amazing. It's really good. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you should probably see it before you say something dumb like he doesn't look Asian. It's it's a really good she movie. She was like, oh, I thought That's they were just. called surface level. <laughs> she was like, I thought they were just like whitewashing. And I was like. Whitewashing wasn't even a thing when that came out. But it, the Asians have always known about it. The Asians have hated whitewashing forever. Ugh. Be- because they we take all of their great stories and myths and, and make tur- them better and, and turn them into white people. But yeah, that movie is really it's good. It's your boy, White Man James. <laughs> right. And I didn't see it till after it came to the DVDs. And uh, I was like, man, this movie's really good. I should have went and synced that in the theaters. Right. I should have synced it. Synced it. It was. It was a, a very specific movie. memory of this movie. Watching yeah. it on a tiny television, and all the way down in the valley visiting family. It was so weird. Did you feel like you were Tom Cruise in that situation? No. You were like, these people are so savage to me. Give me a sword. <laughs> they don't even have electricity in this one house. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you were, you were in Tom Cruise's exact scenario. Yeah. You were. You except, were you Tom. except watching Tom Cruise. That's except the closest you... to Tom Cruise you've ever been. <laughs> except you it's weren't true. detoxing while you were there. Exactly. That's the, just, he's like an there. alcoholic in the yeah. beginning. So, like, my favorite scene is just him screaming Saki for, like, two minutes laying it's in like a little... like the story of my life. In a little paper house. He's like, Saki! Yeah. Saki! He's got like the shakes and the little yeah. Chinese lady, Japanese lady is like, this man. This man. But anyway, moving on. Moving on to my number two. Yeah. Tombstone. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Fine. You're looking at your list and you're huh? like, hmm, mm-hmm. this might be my number one. I had a tie with my number one for this. Stole it. You Tombstone. Did. Tombstone's so great. It's a great movie. Let's and I'm just trying to figure it. out like why you would even say something is better than this. Oh, but whatever. If you don't know my number one, you're dumb. I mean, I'm, it's I'm, only my favorite movie of all time is going to be number one. But anyways, Tombstone. I know what your favorite movie is. Tombstone, such a great movie. Fantastic movie. Great uh, actors. Um, you so you discover Val Kilmer in other things, right? Right. In other movies, in other places, uh-huh. and the the two roles you need to go watch him in is Doc Holliday in Tombstone, right? And then in Heat, he plays a really cool bank robber with Robert yep. De Niro. Yeah, very good, um, very good, very very good. But yeah. Him in this movie so good. is awesome. Awesome. He makes the movie. He really does. And you start to realize how different Val Kilmer looks in different things. Yeah. Like, you go from Top Gun to Tombstone, and they don't Tombstone look like the same person. The jackal. They don't, they're not the same person no. at all. It's amazing. Anyway, I just, uh, yeah, it's so good because you've movie. got um, Kurt Russell who plays, you know. He's only good in one type of movie, and this is that type of movie. Where he gets to play the righteous, angry guy, that's the perfect face for Kurt Russell. He was pretty good in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was. He's kind it's of kind involved. Of similar. Yeah, exactly. Because half of the it. movie, he's he's doing. You know what else he was really good in? Did you see those? Uh, Robert Rodriguez released those two like B side films. I didn't get to see them. <clears throat> really good. He plays like he drives the like the, the death car. car or whatever. Yeah, death I've car, got yeah. it. You should watch it. But anyways, oh, well. yeah, but you've got such the different. I thought you were gonna say Bird <clears throat> on a Wire. <clears throat> no, you've got such the different with, you know, him playing Wyatt Earp, Kurt Russell, and yeah. very stoic and serious and stuff, and then you've got Doc Holliday, who's, who's so eccentric who's and eccentric. clearly a serial killer. Yeah, it's so it's so good. It like, really is. The, my favorite part is when they're they're coming, uh, they're going to I guess the shootout. And the, yeah, was the, was the OK Corral? That is that is the sh- that is. You know what's funny is they do that whole scene and they never once actually say the words. No, there's a shootout. The OK Corral. And they do a really good job of just telling the story. And they're like walking, and Doc Holliday just shreds his thing. He pulls out the shotgun out. out of nowhere. He's got the double barrel. They used to call it a howitzer back right. then. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "You're my friend, wives." Yeah, you don't have to be here today, Doc. 
Well, my friend Wyatt. <laughs> is that something that's like, I don't have many of those. <laughs> when he, uh, when I'll be he, your Huckleberry. That line that right, right there yeah. is... 100%. Have uh, you ever heard that line? I've heard of it. That's where it comes from, Nico. Right, Nito. I need to watch this Go movie watch you do. Tombstone. It you do. Is do you guys have it on amazing. DVD? Yet? I do. All right, I need to watch it. I will let you, you borrow it. A. You got. You do have to watch it's it. It's also on Hulu. Oh. Is it? I think so. Okay. Or See. Netflix, one of the two. And it's funny because like, uh, the great Bill Paxson is uh, mm-hmm. Wyatt Earp's little brother. Uh, and then Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, yeah. Sam Elliott is the older brother. And the the Earp brothers are close, but Wyatt real brother is Doc Holliday in the sense that these are two people who go through similar things and deal with things similarly, and they can bond over that. Also, Michael Rooker is in that movie. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's one of the cowboys who changes size. Yes, he does. Yes. He um. Does. But yeah, it's a Johnny fantastic. Ringo. Johnny Ringo. Those are great actors. Okay, we get, we got to move on here. Tombstone. Uh, I mean, great. we could do twelve minutes on Tombstone. Nico, you you're number one. Magnificent Seven. All of them. They're all good. All seven of them. All seven of them. You know, all they seven wound up, of the seven. So Magnificent Seven when it first came out, uh, way back in the day. This is some cool history here. Tanked. It was terrible. However, um, the second it went to television a couple of years later, it generated great reviews and ratings and all that. And so they started, then this, the movie studio started doing sequels. Uh, the two lead characters, though, were played by Yul Brenner and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember the other guy's name right now. Anyway, so those are two lead guys. Those are Chris, Chris, Chris Pratt and Denzel Washington, okay? Mm-hmm. And they get along so badly that by the third movie, one of them's gone, and by the fourth movie, the other one's gone, and they still make two more. So they Jeez. recast both of the leads by the time they get to, like, number four in the awesome. series. And this is back in the day when they didn't do B-movies. Right. So each one of these is a major feature film, uh-huh, uh-huh. and they change the lead guys. Genius. Genius. It's like Don Cheadle, Terrence Howard, but important. Important. Also, Corey? that new remake was fantastic. It was, it was. pretty it was. good. BLG, your number one. So my number one was a tie. You already mentioned one half uh-huh. of it. The other half is Unforgiven. It's a good one. It's pretty much the only movie you ever need to see with Clint Eastwood in it. Uh-huh. And that's it. Like, if you just saw Unforgiven and then you find out that he wrote and directed it and won an Academy Award for it, you're like, okay, Clint Eastwood's a big deal. Yeah. You don't ever have to see anything else. Like, <laughs> nope. you don't even need to know anything else. He's that good. It's uh, it's him and Morgan Freeman. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and Gene Hackman's the bad guy. Gene and he Hackman. plays the best bad he, guy He plays a really good bad guy. He does. And this one, he kills it. I haven't seen a movie where he's a bad guy that wasn't good. Even the quick and the dead, he's good. Oh, he's so good. That was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio and mm-hmm. Sharon Stone. Yep. Uh, and a young Russell Crowe as yep. the priest. Yep. That's a great movie. About Man. gunfighting. Yeah. Also in Royal Tenenbaums, he was like the bad guy, and it was really good, too. He's the father figure. Yeah, he is kind of okay. the bad guy. So quick, you go on your Unforgiven. No, you I mean, that's really all you got to That's really all I want to give you a couple minutes here today. A couple minutes? Talk yeah. about my favorite movie of all time that yeah. also makes my number one here. But really, Clint Eastwood, if you watch Unforgiven, you completely understand his entire career. Yeah. Definitely. That's it. My I mean, number one. Right. Yeah. Also my favorite movie of all time. Okay. Gangs of New York. Uh, you do love this I movie. I love this movie. Such a stupid movie. Oh, it's not. I it's... knew he was going to say this, but I couldn't remember what it was called. Oh, gosh. It's so It's got good. such I a totally... simple title, too. I don't know how I forgot I that. I so hate this movie that I completely forgot it existed it's until he just so said it so good. Daniel Day-Lewis. Right. It's... And the people in it are I love. Leonardo DiCaprio. Daniel Day-Lewis plays the greatest Indian by a white guy ever in Last of the Mohicans. We're not talking about that movie. We should. We We're do, talking about Gangs We do 20 minutes on Last of the Mohicans. God, Gangs of New York is so good. It's so not. Cameron Diaz. John C. Riley's in it. John C. Riley's in it. 
It's such a good movie. It sounds like you're excited about this movie. It's a really good movie. I just saw the famous people like It's a really long one reason Corey doesn't like it. It's a really long movie. It is. And um How long? Like three hours here? Yeah. Yeah. And it kinda of, like right in the middle, like it it just it builds it builds up so and terrible. Then something happens in the middle, like, oh wow, this could be the end of the movie, and then it kinda of slows down and then boom, it just builds back up to something big. Right. It's they so they good, essentially though. told four movies in the span of one movie. And none of the four movies were good enough to be a movie. On Daniel Day Lewis's character as Bill the Butcher might be one of my favorite movie characters of all time. Now he himself in that movie oh. is incredibly. Leonardo charismatic. DiCaprio is really good at his character. No, he's not. He is super good at it. This is Perfect. one of the few times I think Leonardo DiCaprio is bad in a movie. No, I, I think he's bad close. in that movie. Not even close. Corey DLG has no idea what he's. But talking Daniel Day Lewis just devours every scene he's in in that movie. Oh, he's so good. He gets shot in the middle of this movie. All right, and he gets someone tries to kill him because he's such a pain in the butt in the movie. Someone shoots him. And they're at a play at the time. And literally after uh, after he tortures the man to find out who killed him, who, who hired him to shoot him, and then he kills the guy, he then says to the play, well, let's go ahead and finish the yeah. thing, and sits down and watches the rest of the play. <laughs> so B.A. Like, he was, he was it, his character's great. I, uh, full credit for that, but the movie itself is And this is movie awful. is based on historical facts. No, it's, it's, yes, it it's loosely based on history. Still, historical it's, facts. It's right. true story. Alternative historical facts. Nope. But, I mean, it is kind of, it's loosely based on a version of New York. It is. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, who's the director of this? Is that a... What's his name? It's the, it's the mobster director, right? Mm -hmm. He does all the mobster movies. Yep. Uh, it's Scorsese, right? Yeah. Yep. It's just one of his, it's like, it's just such a bad movie. So good. Amazing. And with that, so we're going to end on the most amazing movie ever, and we're going to take a break. When we come back, Nico DLG segment. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. There's going to be an introductory hypnosis training July 14th through the 16th of 2017. It's open to everyone interested about learning hypnosis. For more information, uh, there's a phone number that you could look into. It's 281-336-0201 or an info.cchoston at gmail.com. Hypnosis is an incredible way to make changes in a life. It can help people increase physical performance, break habits, quit smoking, get motivation to achieve goals and dreams, or even learn how to stop procrastinating. Uh, it can help someone be a better person and finally have the happiness that they're looking for. Um, so anyone interested to learn to change their thoughts uh, to create a better world around themselves should look into this introductory hypnosis training course, July 14th through the 16th, 2017. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Core DLG. Storm DLG. Nice. What? what? So uh, we're, we're on um, segment. You went from a furry creature to a black lady. Yeah. All right. That's what Nico does. Last That's time. a weird force. That's segments. his spirit animal. I, okay. Don't right. don't fight me on Whitney that. Houston? Yep. I'm every woman. It's all in me. She listened to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. I'm just saying. Sister Station. <laughs> Worldwide at iHeartLoadStar.com. <laughs> I sound just like that. Um, don't forget, hopefully today when this show ends, you can catch the first segment on the YouTube. And tomorrow, the podcast will drop. Look for the announcement on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Where uh, you should be following us. You should be following yes. us. Give us a like. Send us a message. Tell if you like the show. If there's anything you want us to talk about, you have any weekly top three ideas, hit us up, man. We'll, we'll take everything into consideration. Mm, send it to Joey. I will read it for sure because that's, yeah. that's what I do here is everything except right. what Nico doesn't do. Right. And then uh, we just let Corey know because. Yeah. I, we, I, we just he thinks him. he's the talent, but I'm, he's I pretty much show up not. five minutes before air, and I just... Actually, I'm really proud of you this week. You actually had notes and stuff. It's like the first time 
Maybe two times out of 62 episodes, you've had notes. I don't think that counts right. This is impressive. No, that's pretty accurate. I don't think it is. Maybe, per, maybe three. Maybe three if we're pushing it, if we're being nice. No, you know what, You know what though? No, no, I think the 62 part. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not even going to argue with the two. because well, 62 episodes. Because I huh? actually do notes every week, but I keep forgetting them at the office. Sure. Okay. That sounds like a Good Joey story. thing. Yeah, right? Good right? Because Joey's always like, I'm so prepared. You know what, though? I love my notes at the office. I did. Uh, tons I of times. <laughs> so many times. So many so times. So now it's to like, the point where I don't even make notes. Anymore. I know. That's what I'm saying. I like, put you, them all in my head. I was like, you know what? If Corey's not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. No, now he's doing it. Making Ugh. bad. Ugh. 101. All right. So uh, segment seven of this show is where we do the Nico DLG segment. We let him take it away. So Nico DLG, go. Hey, guys. Nico DLG here. Coming at you live. <laughs> I love that he's like a pseudo Kermit. He no longer even speaks his own voice. I love that he laughs after. Like it yeah. would be so it's much so funnier funny. if he. It's my myself is so funny that I laugh at my own. Hello, it's Nico DLG here. Man, just stay in character. What if? Ugh. What if in his head he's thinking funnier things about himself? Yeah. Like he's got better roasts than we'll ever have. Yeah. He's like these losers don't even say this. They should roast me about this. Right. They, and this they, was. And then they, they made the mistake. I'll never tell. tell. That's what goes on in his head. Dead Brittany Murphy. If they only know what Aww. I did to myself last week. What did you just awe? Oh. You, you're close. You're going to miss her? No. All seven movies she was in? Yeah, I don't even know Clueless. what I'm talking about. Clueless. It's a great movie. Clu- Clueless, and then she's like someone's nanny and something. And then, like, I don't think there's any other movies where Brittany Murphy was. Sin City? Was she in the first one? She was in Sin City. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Joseph Gordon Levitt's love character for that love little sauce. story. All right, Nico DLG, yeah, take Whatever. it away. All yeah. right, so a very uh, tragic piece of news, but also something rather interesting. Um, you, everyone knows Sonic the Hedgehog, correct? No. Uh, Who is yeah. he? He's the the blue blur. From what? Sega's mascot from Never Sonic the Hedgehog. Never heard of it. He Appeared actually the, uh, Sega he, had Genesis. A, he had a pretty bad drinking problem yeah. a few yeah. years ago, Yeah. and he still owes me money from back then. Is that? Exactly. Is he related to Tails? Uh, no, that's his uh, useless sidekick that he hires <laughs> that actually is better than him in every way possible. That's his child actor protege. Oh, exactly. okay. Mm-hmm. I know Tails. He's also ne- a never mechanic of... and also eight years old. I know Tails, but never heard of Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, the uh, his comic book that has been running since the late 90s has finally gone, uh, gone on to what quote-unquote... Uh, permanent hiatus, <laughs> or not a uh, indefinite hiatus, meaning um, it's over. No, not necessarily. Aren't they making a new Sonic game for the Nintendo Switch? Right. Um, it just came out. Yeah. E3 instead of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, but I mean the Sonic comic book, which is the actual. I didn't even know Sonic had a comic book. I've read yeah. the Tails one, but never the Sonic one. It's the uh, what is your deal with Tails? <laughs> what? Nothing. I like Tail. Okay. So. Yeah. I, no, I, I get it. I got it. <laughs> I got <laughs> it. Somewhere there's a dad joke that just got stolen. Anyway. <laughs> Funny stuff about Stolen. Head. Stolen. Anyway, so your point of your segment is that they're canceling. They're, they're canceling Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's actually kind of interesting because it's a, it's actually one of the longest running American comic books mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to never mm-hmm. be relaunched ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yep. Um. Yeah. There's so, like 500-something issues, like 517, something like that. So Marvel Comics for a long time, uh, the the they said... That there was a Fantastic Four run of Stanley Jack Kirby that was like their longest running duo together on one comic book, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley did, I think, almost 200 issues of Ultimate Spider-Man without any break in numbering and all of that. And then when they started doing the relaunches, they still counted those towards it. And then it started adding up. But what you're saying is that Sonic the Hedgehog as one ongoing title hasn't stopped or changed its numbering in 500 and some odd issues. How many issues did Action Comics go before it changed? 
Uh, Action Comics did like 700, but it was different uh, creative teams. And also there were times when the numberings were changed okay. for different like promotions and stuff like that. So it breaks the continuity. They're very particular in comic books about their legends and, and records. Legends of history. So yeah. so, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. But the I bet one of the biggest issues involved is licensing in the sense that licensing costs them money. Um, and so they were losing a cut of the sales to a distant third party, right. making it harder to produce the book. Who publishes Sonic? Archie. Yeah, Archie, Archie Comics. Comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Archie Comics actually for a long time, they had the longest running uh, uninterrupted title, which was literally Archie. Archie. Um, and then they canceled that as well. Because he died. Right. They, they, no, I don't think he really died. I don't no, know he did. actually died. He was a ghost for a little bit. Yeah, it was pretty Yeah, cool. but they didn't cancel the title at that point. They yeah. kept running with Ghost Archie. Ghost Archie. Um, so here's the thing about the licensing stuff that kind of kills this. It's a really weird story that I'll never forget um, because this guy did a huge blog. He was, uh, he, was an, uh, he was a writer artist. He did this massive blog talking about how to get into comics, talking about the economics of comic books, talking about the ins and outs of the industry, how the distributors work. It was a ton of inside information at the time no one had ever given out. Very cool. And at the very end of it, he's like, you can say whatever you want or doubt whatever you want about my information that I'm giving out here, but let me tell you now who I am. And it turns out that he was the artist on uh, He-Man, which had just relaunched at the time, and it was the number one comic in the country. And as he's saying, as I was as I was publishing these He-Man issues that are now number one, I still live in the studio I work in uh, because I can't pay my rent. Oof. Like so, when you start talking about the licensing coming in and taking a chunk out, it it eats a big. That piece was the new it. relaunch of He-Man not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. about uh, I mean now at this point it's been you know eight years, but yeah. And so it was really it's kind of eye opening. Comic books in print, the margins are tight. Right. Because the biggest, there's two big issues, shipping and then also printing. Right. And you've got to get, you've got to get both of those as accurate as possible. And that's a hard thing to do. Shipping is just now, logistics is just now becoming an integrated, fast moving technology based thing. Before it was like some guy in Wyoming wants 20 copies, they throw them in a box and it, and it takes a week to get there. Um, and so you could, and printing was always really expensive. Uh, you could print cheaper in China, but it would take three months for the issue to get here. So you have all this money floating in the wind. You're now like nine issues Dust deep in the wind. of investment before you even start getting money in. Right. Um, and so comic books is a tough economy anyway. If you start, if you publish a comic book in January independently without a publisher to kind of help you back it not, and you're paying everything out of pocket, you wouldn't get a check from the distributor until it's almost May or yeah, June. Yeah, it's difficult. Even just to put out a single issue of a comic, it's pretty expensive if you're doing it by yourself. Cause yeah. We've both looked into we've, it. We've investigated it numerous times on different ideas and things. And that's not, yeah, you got to pay an artist if it's not a, a buddy of yours you're partnering up with. Right. That, not even just those sides of and it. And then getting it printed. Right. Once you once you leave the to create it side of it behind and start moving into the now to make it side, it gets astronomical quick. It's easier, yeah, it's easier to produce. This is why I don't understand why they don't just do a whole genuine line of digital books. Like Marvel could have a whole, instead of pushing like the new Wasp character that they're like, oh, girl power. Right. Sadie Savage loves it. And she does. But instead of trying to find a market for a book, just start digital, see where it picks up, and then start releasing print of it. And like it would be a much better way, cheaper way, 
to develop both talent and characters. Sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that it's cheaper probably to make your own movie or produce your own like tele- short television, yes, like a, a, a pilot sitcom, than it is to make a single comic book issue. One hundred percent. I think that's. I think that's very true. It's, it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, and that's and it's kind of unfortunate, but that's just the economics of creative. Right, and like books aren't even as difficult because mo- most books don't have pictures. Not the ones I read. Right, but most books don't have pictures. So if you go on softbound, you you have a cover. And right, you're just printing like normal pages, and boom, you're gone. And you get to create ninety nine percent of the content. Right, and then also print on demand for books. It's a much cheaper process than print on demand for comics. And we've because of color and detail of image. We've tried every every avenue. We've, Remember we. We had Slacker Entertainment there for a minute. Yeah, we did. We were trying to sell ads to mm-hmm. create, to be able we, to create publishing stuff. Yeah, we went nowhere with that. Yeah, man, and I don't. I tried harder to find people on that than I think I ever have to find sponsors for the show. <laughs> and it was it was a thousand times harder. And also, what yeah. we were asking for at the time was, I mean, for them as buyers was totally unreasonable because you're making a rinky dink comic book. Right. It's like the money you need to get to cover it. It's not even like to the advertiser. It's not even a good deal. Nope. No, like it's just the economics are so daunting that licensing to me it's no surprise that that something like Sonic the Hedgehog would get canceled regardless of how historically relevant. Yeah, so it that is. just makes more room for tales. I mean, it's okay. What? It's all good, man. Genetic monstrosity. What are you a, talking of a about? Fox. Oh he my has, goodness! He has two tails and can fly. That doesn't even make sense. And he's also a mechanical genius and builds robots. It's perfect sense. But I thought all the, whole, the logic. I thought the whole point of that video game was that a bad guy builds robots and takes over the. You know what? No, I don't he, want to talk. He Let's turns just, he turns animals into robots. He can build robots. Well, yes. not robots, more like machines. We've built this segment up to a break, so let's jump out, come back. We'll wrap the show up. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Catch us every Monday, one to three. Hi, Conroe. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. And uh, it's time to unplug the kids and get out of the house in Montgomery County. With summer fast approaching, finding something for the kids to get involved with is going to keep everyone sane. Space Cadets Collection Collection and Gaming Gaming can be that place. With events scheduled every night and with family-friendly and energetic staff there to help kids make the experience memorable, there's something for every member of the family from comic books to card games to board games to action figures. Space Cadets is the family's destination spot all summer long. That's Space Cadets on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. Space Cadets Collection Collection and Gaming Gaming. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Woo! You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations! Worldwide at... IRLoneStar.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And don't forget, you can catch this show every Monday from 1 to 3 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. That's what they're doing right now. Yeah, but if they missed the show, they just now picked it up. They say, oh, you guys started at one. You've been doing this for two hours. You guys are hilarious. Yes, I need more of you. I'll tune in next week. Or check the podcast tomorrow, facebook.com backslash radio. Listen, if you're just now hearing us, it's it's almost 3 p.m. and you're driving around. We're just now hitting your ears. Shame on you. No, not shame on you. Shame on you. Listen to us. You do this whole two hours or you do nothing at all. Oh, my goodness. This turn is, it off. Oh, this, is why, this is why we lose listeners. Just turn it off and download the podcast tomorrow. Every Listen day. to that. Stop listening to things halfway Stop, through. Stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, well, I mean, if they're on fire. So during the break. I, I, I said this to you. This is uh, true. It's something we, we we touched on a lot over the 62 Phrasing. shows we've done. <laughs> and uh, we haven't talked much about it here lately. No, we haven't. We haven't. Um, but go ahead. You were telling me this in the break. Yeah, so because of the show, we started watching wrestling again and got really, we both have kind of gotten really into it, but also it's fun. It's another fun thing to talk about on the show and, it, and a lot of people. 
but it's something it's something we I for sure and you when you were younger yeah we're both very passionate dude about. the late 90s were awesome very passionate I was even you know in the early 90s I can still remember oh we're going to Blockbuster what are you gonna rent a wrestling DVD a <laughs> yeah video. that's true you, were, you you did do that you oh, were way bigger think? I watched yeah, SummerSlam 93 for the fifth time this I, week. I remember walking through the Blockbusters and seeing those and being like that's so cool and then like they'd be like okay we'll pick a movie and I'd be like all right well I'm gonna get something else that's, like, that's, <laughs> all, that's how I get shot that's away there. right um, so I'm starting to just kind of fall out of love with like I, I, I TiVo I TiVo Smackdown because right, right. of the way our schedules are and all that and honestly like I now watch just them talking and like one match yeah I don't um I still okay so because of my hectic schedule right a lot of times I pretty don't... much the only person busier than you is Nico <laughs> not even close it's true according to 100% his parents. true right according to his parents. no sarcasm <laughs> um, I don't I'm usually not home Monday or Tuesday nights to watch right. either one. So like, I record it. Um, NXT now on the hand, it's on the, the network, and I have that. So right. I watch that, you know, my lunch breaks. And do, they, do they put Raw and SmackDown on the network thing? It's it's a lag. Okay. It, it takes a few. Like, it, it, like when Raw Hub is on Monday, it doesn't show up Tuesday. It might be a week behind or whatever. That's probably from networking but, standpoint. Yeah, but one of the things I do when I get to work, I get it to work, and I do, you know, I catch up with the morning, whatever emails I got to get to. Mm-hmm. You know, nine o'clock becomes my from nine to ten becomes my slow time. Um, things slow down a little bit in the office. Um, I, the first thing I do is check wrestling news, then I check comic book news, and then I check you know the nerd thug email, and then I go back to work. But wrestling is still a huge part of what I do every yeah, day. Yeah, for sure. Even if I don't get to watch it, I know what's going on. You do. You're very plugged um, in, and you you do a lot of the indie stuff. You you yeah. I'm, I'm wrestling a, to you is is something you enjoy. Yeah, wrestling is more than just. Right. WWE I think that's fair. Easy. I think that's fair. But so I've got some insider news for you. Okay. Um, you don't even want to comment on the fact that I don't love wrestling anymore. No, I mean, you... I'm sorry. No, do no, you no, this, this, come back to this it. This is kind of getting um, into maybe one of the reasons why you're okay. getting let's, bored to let's it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, it's something that uh, a few um, reporters have tried to get more information on. Oh, okay. And no like one's this. really talking, but the, the scoop going around mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. is a, a big dissension between Triple H and Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon runs the WWE. Like, he... Is the CEO? Uh, let me let me rephrase you there a little bit. He he, it's his company, right? And uh, he has final he, say on just about on everything. everything. But he, he had stepped back here in recent years and let Triple H like he gave Triple H one thing and it did so well that he's kind of grown, 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 grown to the point where last two years or so, Vince McMahon has been very hands off, and now he's kind of returned. Well, okay, so to kind of clear up what you're saying is. Triple H, when he came back to TV, he was kind of doing his thing. Everything was going great. Right. And then they want to groom Triple H to kind of be the next one's big Right. So what he's done is NXT has become Triple H's baby. Like yes. He, that's all him. Like, he has final say over that. Vince doesn't touch any of that. Uh, that's his stuff. Right. On the opposite side, you've got Raw, SmackDown, the big stuff. Right. Vince McMahon has final say on all that stuff. Right. So Triple H had to get through, clear things through him, but Vince McMahon for the last couple of years has been very... Hands off on NXT. Right. It's all him. 100%. But even, so, even in improving stuff, he was kind of trusting Triple H a little bit. Like the Undertaker stuff was some of the only things that Vince McMahon still well, the problem put a hammer down The problem on. that's coming between the both of them is Triple H is getting very frustrated. And this is something we've you, you've noticed and you talked about. He spends all this time on NXT building up the, these characters, building up these wrestlers, I mean, they guys, these guys only, this NXT, they pre-record stuff, and they only do, like, one live event, like, every couple months. Right, right. Uh, it's usually a Saturday before a big event. 
and they get more love and more, you know, percentage rating wise and viewers than Raw and SmackDown. And so he's starting to get very frustrated because he's putting all this work in and then they push him up to the main roster and then Vince just doesn't get it and then they get buried and there's tons of NXT stars that just fade away. Yeah, so we have talked about that. So but I kind of disagree on the on the reason why. But go ahead, finish. But no, this this is this is the story going around. This is the scoop that he's he's getting frustrated building these stars up and they're not being used properly. And because I mean, right now the ratings on SmackDown and Raw are down. Yeah, they're and down. They've got these same characters that were huge in NXT. Right. And but their characters have been tweaked and changed a bit on the main roster as opposed to where they were. Just translating them directly. Right. Um. Yes. And yes. And it's like American Alpha. They were essentially a direct translation. When they came over... The Vaudevillains is probably a better. The Ascension is another one. There's a three tag teams right there who are considered were huge draws in NXT. Right. The Ascension was basically like one of the fiercest, toughest, longest reigning tag team champions in NXT. And then they've just been buried on but, main But roster. can I tell you why they got buried, though? The second they cut their first promo, I, I immediately said, well, these guys are Legion of Doom wannabes and they sound stupid. And I was out. That second checked out. So yeah, NXT. Here's the thing. Um, here's uh, I'm gonna equate it this way because uh, I, I want to be concise. I want us to both be able to talk about this in the time we have. Uh, so Marvel Comics for a little while, when the internet blew up and Marvel Comics got really involved, the forums were very particular about what they wanted to see, who they wanted to talk to, what they wanted to hear, what they wanted to see characters that team up and stuff. And for a little bit, the forums controlled Marvel mm-hmm. editorial. Marvel started doing a bunch of stuff that they saw from the forums that people wanted. They were listening to the internet trolls. This is before people realized that the internet exists for trolling. Right. People didn't know this back then. They were, they, they're, oh, well, everyone, I'm, I'm getting a ton of feedback. I got 200 emails today that people want to do this. Well, the only people who wanted to do it were the 200 that emailed. Right. And so when these things would come out, they would bomb and they would tank and they would go over critically awful. And the result was Marvel eventually had to stop. They had to, they had to, right. they had to get a hold of their own control and say, those people aren't buying the books. And Bill Jemis was the editor-in-chief at the time, and he got in a lot of trouble because he, he flat out said, listen, our vocal fan base are not the people who buy the books. So we're not going to do what they say anymore. And he shouldn't have said it. He should have just gone about it. Right, right. He should have just ignored them. But instead, he went public with the whole, we're, we're done listening to you. And that and some other stuff pretty much ended his time there. Because, because then the vocal minority just emailed all the time how much they hated Bill Jemis because he's ignoring us. Right, right. And so then, so the same thing I think happens here. The mm-hmm. the NXT, the people who seek NXT are wrestling fans. The true. people who watch true, Raw true, and true. SmackDown like wrestling, and there's a massive difference between the two. So while if you are a massive wrestling fan, you watch NXT and think the Ascension are awesome because they could do athletic, big man, cool stuff. Different than what you're normal. But once they move you over, see normally right. Once they move over to Raw, at the time it was the only SmackDown wasn't even a th- right. Place. No, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. When when they moved over to Raw, they just looked like a dumb version of Legion of Doom. It just immediately failed. American Alpha is another example. Yeah, they were at huge NXT, too. massive. Everyone massive. loved them. <clears throat> they came out there and they're duds. The second they debuted, you were like, "Man, American Alpha," and I was like, "These two guys are some of the most boring wrestling <laughs> I've like, ever these seen." These guys were so fun to watch. <laughs> and you were like, "This is great!" And every time they wrestled, I was like, "That match was awful." I hated everything about that match. And they gave him the tag team titles. And they had him beat the Wyatts. It was Randy Orton and Bray yeah. Wyatt. And they beat him. Yep. So that's not fair because Vince McMahon totally put them over. Them. But when you see... The vaudevillains, 
they were dealing with injuries, but they kept their gimmick. They came out in the black yeah. and white. They did their posing. They did the dumb mustaches. When you look, but when you look, it's also a way you, you push things and matches and all that kind of different stuff. But if you're Triple H and right. you're building up this huge thing that's doing amazing, like it's going crazy, and then you see your guys go up to the main roster. And, and get, not make it. And not make it and get buried. Like It's got to be frustrating but, to you. But see, that's not true. They're not getting buried. Some of them are getting buried. Some of them are, but some of them are terrible. They just don't work at the at the next level. And that's the thing is the NXT is the minor leagues, and not every not everybody who succeeds in the minor leagues makes it in major league. There are tons of it's minor true. league champions who get to the major leagues and go 0 for 25, a lot of get college, sent back down, yeah, a lot of college and are kids. never seen again. A lot of college football players do the same thing. Exactly. You but want a Heisman, you're the greatest quarterback who ever left Oklahoma. Different, right. And then you're never heard from again. I just, Triple H, from what... What is being said? No, no, and I can. I can understand. He's getting frustrated. I can totally understand his frustration. Right. But if he's being and honest, it's funny that it's coming out now because ratings have been down. Right. And now so now he's, he's like, starting to say it's Vince's fault. Right. It's Vince's fault. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think it's Vince's fault. I do think the Jinder Mahal thing is stupid. I love that. I think it's I so love that. Dumb. And it's gone over so well with everyone. Well, and you know what? Part of the problem could just be is now because of indie wrestling, we got to get out of here pretty quick. Yeah. Because of indie wrestling and everything you can watch. Like it's not just WWE anymore. Like, right? Not, you know what I'm saying? It's not ratings the only... are down for everything. Football yeah. ratings were down this season. But like WWE is not the only wrestling uh, program no, I don't you think can that, see. I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I it's think the it's, biggest one, obviously. I just think it's that the fact that sports, live sports, it's going down. It, this year was a down year. Right? No, that's definite. But it's not the only. It's the big fish in the sea. Yeah, but for there's sure. tons of other stuff. There's there's, a, yeah, there's other fish in the sea out there. Blah, blah 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 blah. I can make a huge list though, and I won't do it because we are out of time. Yep, yep. I can make a huge list of NXT guys who got great pushes. The Shield and Finn Balor. Yeah, there's, like there's been good ones. There's tons. Previous one, but I think he's speaking more recently. And with that, we have to get out of here. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Nerd Thug Radio today. Don't forget tomorrow, Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, like us and become our friend and post stuff on our page. And you will see the podcast drop, and you can listen to this entire show. Yeah. All day, all oh, week long. That's right. You got nothing better to do than hear us seven days in a row. Right. And then we're going to release each segment of the show on the YouTube, so you can catch it on that that fly as well. That's true. Uh, you're listening to Nerd Thug Radio on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Hit that funky music, Nico. I'm flying. I'm flying. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production, produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at Dick at IRLoneStar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.